All right, everybody, back at it. It's a Monday, the 27th of June, 2022. We're about to crank up and do a healing broadcast. You know, it's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Probably still banned on Facebook, so please send them on over. All your friends that you know that normally watch there, bring them on over to robertscottbell.com slash listen, and we'll have a good time together. Uh, second hour simulcast on brighteon.tv. We got a guest coming up, Charles Pixley, Charlie Pixley. And we get to talk about stuff I hadn't talked about in a long time. You remember Gaston Nassans, his microscope, the somatid cycle, and 714X for cancer and more? Well, we're going to talk about it in hour two. The untold story. Well, it's been told, but it's been a while. Are you ready for it yet? That's coming up. First hour, though, we got a lot of things uh, coming on from the Supreme Court. Good, interesting things about First Amendment uh, protections on prayer. Imagine that. And uh, WHO, monkeypox stories. Let's see what else. CDC wants to poison us with more fluoride. If, you, if you've escaped fluoride, they don't want you to escape fluoride. They're coming for you. We'll talk about that as well. So stick around. Super Don is in his studio, and we're going to do a show. Tell your friends. The place for health, freedom, and healing liberty is right here, right now. So let's get this healing party started. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right, Baby Watch 2022 live on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Baby Watch. What do you mean, Baby Watch? Who's having a baby? Super Don. Baby well, not Watch. Do, 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 do. Baby Watch. Yes. Not technically you. Not me. No. Not me. Although, although some people may say that, you know, hey, come on. These days, I could, right? Right, exactly. But, uh, but they finally found out what the definition of a woman was again because of the abortion. Suddenly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, they didn't know what it yeah. was. And now, oh, yeah, now we know. Hey, uh, has that has that gr next grandbaby arrived yet? Still waiting. A couple of false alarms. As as you know, we talked about it last week. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as of now, she's she's really, she's over it. She's, she's ready. She's ready. She's, she's done. Yeah. Um, and she's so, tried everything, standing on her head and, and throwing that, pinches of salt over her shoulder. And you know, those, I mean, it's just, neither of those techniques are proven to work. By the way, this is true. What? what but she's willing done, to try anything at this point. But what have you told her to do? Uh, be patient. It'll happen when it's supposed to happen. That's not what she's looking for, Grandpa. No, come she's on. looking. She's looking for some kind of you know magic solution to the thing right? but you know listen so, the body's going to do it when the body's ready to do it would you not agree well you can encourage it have you did you tell her about moxibustion excuse me <laughs> you don't know about moxibustion right it's like lighting a cigar and not, you don't stick the burning end on your foot the other end on your foot that's something bill clinton would do all right no that's not that how oh. about this why why didn't you tell her to take colophylum homeopathic colophylum because i don't know what you're talking about how long have you been with me on this show, Super Don? Do you just not listen to a word I say? What? Uh, you know what? In 17 years, I don't think I've ever heard you utter the word. What Colophylum. is it? Colophylum. Come on. I have no idea what that is. Sounds <laughs> sounds Harry Potterish. Something. Yeah. You ever heard of uh, blue cohosh? I have. Yes. You hear black cohosh? The cohosh family of yeah, remedies. They make tea out of that, don't they? Yeah, but yeah. homeopathic way, you take the colophylum, and you usually take it uh, like every week, like in the last few weeks uh, you know at four to six weeks even and it helps to encourage the cervix to soften so it can uh you know dilate easier make an easier birth and i'm just like i'm just shocked 
The Grandpa Super well, you know, Don. Why, why are it, you telling me this now? Why didn't you tell me this last week? I, you know what? I, it, what? It never came we up in conversation until now. Right? It's true. All right, it's okay, on me. Okay, so Colophyllum. Oh, so on me. Homeopathic how do, how do I spell that? C-A-U-L. Come on, you've got to get have me do a spelling of uh, Latin names now. Colophyllum. C-A-U-L. O P H Y L L U M. That's my guess. You know what? I have my Materia Medica here. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we look Latin's it up? Latin's a dead language, anyway. What? Latin is not dead in homeopathy. All right. Allopaths are dead because they don't know homeopathy. Yeah. Colophyllum. I spelled it right. C A U L O P H Y L L U M. Blue cohosh right. in this case. I will. I will yeah. tell her about. That. In fact, I'll even run down and yeah. get her that uh, later on today. So I always say that for uh, someone who wants to have, because you know, let's face it, who wants to have a difficult birth childbirth labor nobody but that can ease it tremendously that's part yeah. of the prep and usually Thank midwives you, you know about that yeah i will let uh, her know and just like uh, she should be pounding the, the homeopathic colophyllum not that you can pound a homeopathic remedy i guess when you're making it you could technically pound it but that's a different kind of homeopathy uh <laughs> out in the out in the world so anyway happy monday everybody uh yesterday's show was not as we had planned i had recorded two incredible hours with our good friend Ann Archer Butcher in follow-up to what we did on Friday, which was so amazing. And yet, for some reason, the timing was wrong because the audio was not usable. And I couldn't hear it when I was recording at Super Don. And, and every time I try to do a recording without you there, something screws up. And I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming me that I can't. I'm not just the technician that you are to notice things. And, and so... We played a great encore with Doc Harmony and Kevin. It was a great encore pr presentation for Sherry radio. Neal. No. You had Sherry Neal as well, which I love that show. You picked a great show to play. But we're going to have to get in on because there's. I want to tell with her the, the healing story of Alden, her husband. And he had stage four uh, metastasis uh, of the parotid area of the gland, uh, serious cancer. And they were like two and a half months to live. You're done. Here's some chemo. Here's some radiation. Here's some surgery. He wanted to do none of it. And it's a great story. So we've got to coordinate when we can get to, to, to re-record that or go live with Ann as well. Yeah. And at the end, I even threw in an elephant for you. Your favorite story. I said, you no, know, I did. I did notice that there at the end, yeah. but it was just unfortunate. Uh, there was some kind of weird glitch going on there. So we'll we'll do a redo yeah. and we'll get her back on the show. Yeah, Talk about the power of co-creating your reality. Oh, gosh, Ann is amazing. So uh, if you missed a Friday show, actually, it was like, Thursday and Friday from, okay, we had Emord. Then we, we had the, the female power hours, right? Mm -hmm. Tony Abbott, uh, Fiona Price, and then Ann Archer Butcher. I mean, just these powerful women doing amazing healing work, bringing it. You know, I, I felt like we felt just so strong at the end of the day, end of that Friday show. So <laughs> I was just pleased with the way that rolled. Anyway, So any anything else we need to know? We're starting a show, I guess. It's like well, a, you know, uh, last week we ended with, historic news yeah right 50 the, years in the making they uh they re, they uh tossed out roe versus wade yeah and that's all that's been in the news for over the weekend and that's just right. all anybody's talking about um but i did not realize the supreme court was not done no no that, that was just the the biggie for uh, yeah. the news cycle but there are a lot of other cases that are being heard still to be revealed what are the decisions um the supreme court just sided with a coach a coach who sought to pray after the game. Now, I remember this growing up in the deep south. This was something that, you know, I'm just trying to get a little personal memories of 
prayers going up. There was the Southern, I think it was like a fellowship for Christian athletes. I remember that back in the day, um, growing up in Georgia and prayer was a big part of, you know, when you go to the football games, there was prayers before and after. Now, remember I was growing up, you know, a little Jewish kid in the middle of, uh, you know, Southern Baptists and, you know, uh, pretty intense Jesus folks. And I, and I've often talked about being beaten over the head with a Jesus stick, which seemed to be not what Jesus taught people to do. <laughs> so I, I, I bring this up in that uh, the maturation of this uh, understanding of the First Amendment to the Constitution in the Bill of Rights was not a freedom from religion that some people want, want to say when they talk about separation of church and state. That's what you know the big argument is. Let's, that's a violation of my rights that you're praying at a football game, right? And, and, and you know, I had to just roll with it. People were praying in a way that not the same way I prayed at the time. But it, it wasn't like everybody was ma- you know, forcing me to convert or even say the prayer. It was just like, hey, all right, this is freedom of speech. And I had to learn about that go- growing up. And I, I remember also uh, when I was at Emory University in Atlanta that there was a, a group of G- what they called Jews for Jesus at the time, Messianic uh, Judaism. And yet there were loads of Jews that come down. If they didn't get into Harvard and Yale, they came to Emory. It was like their second or third choice, right? The Ivy League in the South. And so they, they were not happy. The Northeastern Jews, and I was a New Yorker, a New Yorker, but I had been Southernized already for many years. And they were upset that these Jews for Jesus were on campus doing their thing. And I, I went up to the, I think it was called the the student, well, the student center, whatever it was, the AMOC, the duck. I, I remember there's a few different words that when I was in college there and they were doing their thing up on the steps of the student center. And there were Jews, angry Jews protesting that these Jews for Jesus people were up there. And I went up and stood next to the guy who was the Jews for Jesus guy. And, and he was like, he knew me because I was part of the interfaith council at school. Just my memories are coming in where we had Christians and Jews and Muslims and this and, you know, Ekis and all this stuff, all these different religions. present, And we all got along just great sharing, you know, what we we're all about. And so he was looking at me. He's like, why aren't you down there protesting with that with them? It's like, well, because I believe in your right to be here to communicate and speak your truth. And if and, and even if I don't agree with everything you're saying, why would I want to stop you from saying it? That that would seem to be something that could bounce back on me. I mean, I, I kind of made the, the assessment. It's like, if I stop them from speaking, what? Who's who's to stop them from stop me from speaking? Where are those that defend, especially the speech you don't like or don't agree with? Isn't that the point? And so the Supreme Court decision, I think, is a pretty good one. Now, I haven't read it cover to cover. There might be nuances that I missed, but in the reporting of it, where it says it sides with the coach who sought to pray after the game, they're like, "Yeah, prayer is protected." You're not violating anybody's rights because you pray at a football game, even if it's a public school, or you you get together and kneel and pray on the field. I mean, there are a lot of people that are angry that people would do that. Now, uh, from don't you think it's interesting? Let me just interject for yeah, just yeah. a second here. That there was a big brouhaha mm-hmm. about people kneeling on a football field just yeah. a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't kneel for this reason, apparently. Right? Yeah. You you can I, kneel to protest. Point. Yeah. But but please don't kneel to pray. And, and you know, in this particular situation, mm-hmm. I can understand there've been a lot of debates and stuff about, you know, uh, some schools want to make people pray at school or there has to be a prayer time in school. And I can understand there's a there there I understand both sides of the issue. I do. Sure. You know, when you have a separation of church and state and they, 
Yeah, but in this particular case, here's here you had a a football coach for a high, I believe it's a high school. Yeah. That at the end of the game, he himself, just himself, would kneel down and pray at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was some of the other football players saw what he was doing and they said, "Hey, we want to do that too." And so they got involved and they prayed with him at the end of the game. Well, that's School found out about this, how and of course horrible, they were right? how. Oh, I'm sorry, wow. we can't have you doing that. You need to stop doing that. He said no. He got fired, and so he took this, this situation to the Supreme Court. Yeah, uh, and they ended up ruling his favor. So, you know, an individual prays, other people join with him, and that's yeah, not allowed. Completely, voluntarily, freely, of their yeah. own accord. And, and you know, the, the the separation of church and state. I think it's misinterpreted. It's not anywhere, by the way, in the Constitution. It just says Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of a religion nor pro- or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. And I, if we change the word church to spirituality, then you understand the difference. It's like when you say church and state, yes, we're not supposed to have a sanctioned official state religion. That's the, that's the distinction. Not that you can't bring your beliefs, your spirituality whether it be a member of a church, synagogue, mosque, temple, or whatever, th- it was never about, oh, you're not, you're prohibited from praying. I mean, that, that's just ludicrous that anybody ever thinks that, well, that they argue that. And I remember, just like you were relating that story, you know, yeah. o- over the years, have I found myself in situations where people pray mm-hmm. and I just happen to be there? Yeah. And uh, could, it, could it be maybe a little awkward a little bit? Of course. But... You know, uh, unfortunately, what? people have come to the place where now, like, if they feel a little bit awkward, they curl yeah. up in a ball and start, mm. you know, and and, right. and, and and you know, have PTSD. Life you know, is- what happened to the day when people could pray around you? Mm. And you just kind of like, oh, that's different. Okay, cool. Right. You know, might even throw in an amen at the end just to be nice or something like that. Right. And then you move on with your day. Right. Life is more than awkward. Life can be deadly. And. Somebody praying around you is not really harmful if you're not into prayer. <laughs> you know, if you want to remain silent and respect, you know, their beliefs, as I said, it, it's different if somebody is beating you over the head with their belief system and trying to convert you violently. That, that's where you draw the line. Are they, are they violating your light, right to life, liberty, or property simply because they are kneeling in prayer or somebody kneeled in prayer on a school, on the school grounds, on a football field, etc. And I think it's just absolutely ridiculous. And, Look, I know being a minority belief system growing up, like through high school, there were some times it was a little awkward, but I learned, to, you know what? They're not trying to harm anybody. They're praying. Now, I, I joke, and people have joked about this, this idea that when you get together, you pray to God to help you beat the other team. I, I just think that's kind of funny and kind of silly. It's like God sitting up there and going, yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm a fan of your team, but not the other team. I mean, I just don't know. I think... God has bigger things to concern himself with, and it's about your individual efforts. And, and certainly, prayer can be something that focuses action, but so can contemplation and meditation and uh, yoga practices. In other words, to hone your your focus, you know, because where attention goes, energy flows. And so there are good things about that. But this uh, ruling from the Supreme Court seems to be, I guess, long overdue, but it's amazing that we have to go to the Supreme Court to find out that uh, praying is not illegal should not be illegal <laughs> that it's okay to pray to even kneel on a on a football field or even on school property the question becomes if it's a public quote unquote school 
a government indoctrination center, do they do they sanction one religion over another? Unfortunately, they do. And this is where my argument, like John Rappaport's argument, is that we already have a state-sanctioned religion in violation of the First Amendment to the Constitution, and that is the Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism. And if you don't believe me, again, if you have kids and one of those kids, say, God forbid, gets, gets diagnosed with cancer and you know homeopathy and natural medicine, you've watched the truth about cancer, you, you know our dearly departed buddy, uh, Chris Barr, not a doc, and you know so many ways to address cancer that don't involve chemo, radiation, or surgery. And you decide as a parent that we don't want to go that route. We want to use all these other holistic modalities that, uh, that we're working with and have for a while or know to use or want to use for the first time. And you'll find out how quickly the state will take your or attempt to take your child away from you and claim ownership over that child. And I think about all the people that are excited about not only the Roe v. Wade decision, which basically does not eliminate abortion. It just basically takes it out of the purview of the federal government unless Congress tries to do something. But even then, it's really a state level issue where it should always have been. It's not going to eliminate it. And there's, there's so many things that are, 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 are very complex about the decision that we think is a, is a cut and dry decision. But when it comes to uh, prayer, the irony is that people of faith who pray every day, who go to church once or twice a week, often still are turning their children over and their own bodies over to the priestcraft and the Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism, the medical doctors, duly licensed and ordained by Flex and Report Medical Schools, and, and, you know, there's this incongruity with prayer and acknowledging uh, a deity or a greater creator of, of everything. And then we blindly turn away from the edicts of the creator or the principles thrown down and laid down for us to follow when it comes to our health. And we go, well, at that point, God doesn't, you know, that's, 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 that's beyond what God can do. We need to go to a doctor and the doctor's more than happy to step up as a godlike entity, an deity, to take over where we've abandoned the principles of divine spirit and its communication to us that directs us primarily to find the things of creation and nature to prevent reverse and, you know, even treat if you need to these things like cancer. And so as much as it's a good thing, I think on one level, the Supreme court goes, yeah, of course you can pray At the same time. Why did we ever think we had to ask the government for permission or that it would be stamp of approval that it's okay. Cause what if the Supreme court was different? What if the, what if Hillary had become president instead of Trump and, and, and appointed liberal judges that are very atheistic in their worldview. And they said, no, you can't pray in school. Would you stop praying in school? Or might you wonder, Hmm, I wonder why I'm telling, sending my kid to a government indoctrination center where they're, even if they do allow now with this first amendment decision, prayer in schools, after school on a, on a, on a football field, what are they filling your kids heads with their consciousness with, except that the glory of government is here to save them and that there are a million different genders. And that they should, you see what I'm saying here? This is something, there's still a level of incongruity with these wonderful things that are occurring. And I'm not calling everybody out as a hypocrite, but there's plenty of hypocrisy to go around. And I know Super Don, if he catches me doing hypocritical stuff, I would never hear the end of it. And you'd hear it on the air. And he has permission to slap me around on the air if I go, I, I say something, but I do the opposite. 
but there are plenty of people of faith who do that in every area. They're trying to be good, trying to be good. But when it comes to medicine and doctors, like suddenly, oh, no, 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 I can't do that. I got I to gotta turn my body over. I got to turn my kid's body over. How many people of faith have gotten COVID jabs and COVID boosters, for example? I mean, and, and, and when you wake up one day and realize that you're participating in your own demise, this was a suicide to yourself or a homicide to your kid. How do you, how do you deal with that? And I heard that some are now, uh, committing suicide parents that are just so distraught over these decisions. Now, I'm not encouraging that. I would ask that for any of you that have witnessed this and we've had, and we featured people on this show that have had, that made these decisions and now they regret them. And this was long before COVID jabs. We're talking autism spectrum that you would take your life and dedicate it because you didn't know, dedicate it to your child that's been harmed or even killed by these things to make sure that this doesn't happen to any other children or people to do penance, if you will, to say, I'm going to do my best to make a right out of a wrong because I didn't know. And I made a decision based on no information, low information or fear and intimidation or convenience and on and on it goes. So it isn't me trying to add to the burden of guilt to anybody in this audience or anybody anywhere else, but it's to acknowledge that at any point in time we can, yes, turn on a dime, so to speak, and dedicate our lives differently from a materialistic worldview type pursuit to one that is more spiritually oriented and mission oriented to save life, to protect life, to defend life, to promote life in various different ways. And that usually involves staying far, far away from doctors outside of emergency trauma interventions due to gunshots or being hit by a car or something like that. And even then there are a lot of adjuncts that should be utilized side by side with modern pharmaceutical medicine for those life-saving interventions that are occasionally necessary, but not a mainstay, not 95% of the places, maybe five or three or two or 1% of the places. Because if we rely on those PhDs, you've heard it piled higher and deeper MDs. I talk about these people with high scientific or medical degrees that aren't using the sense that God gave them. You end up at the CDC. You end up at the Centers for Disease Creation and Promotion in Atlanta. And, and I was there at Emory right across the street from the CDC. And the only people worth their salt outside of just some folks that are just working because they, they're not actually the scientists. They're just working there. They don't know. But when it comes to the virologist and infectious disease specialist, these people should be fired and replaced by or at least brought from below and uh, below the surface of the and up to the light the toxicologists and those fired virologists, as I said, they could either become toxicologists or nutritionists and really help people instead of chasing fear or fomenting fear and disavowing any knowledge of natural immunity, disavowing any knowledge of the law of the terrain. It's all about the germ, the virus, etc. What a disaster that is. And yet you have other people at the CDC who would know better and should know better toxicologists Somewhere in the CDC, they haven't gotten the memo from the toxicologist because they're still promoting fluoridation of the water. Yeah, they, they are wanting to throw fluoride in the water and it's in most of the places already, but they found out there's some rural, smaller communities that basically aren't fluoridating the water because it's too expensive. And I'm like, man, poverty has its privileges. In some cases, it's better not to have enough money to do those things because you're better off, obviously, without sucking down fluoride with every time you use water. And so apparently there's a new technology and the defenders covering this story. The CDC plan would expose 19 more million Americans, million more Americans 
to harmful levels of a toxic poison that has no place in the human diet. Fluoride, isolated, it's a waste product of bauxite and aluminum mining. And then they go, hey, how do we deal with this waste product that would cost us billions of dollars to uh, uh, deal with, like hazardous waste that it is? They go, hey, how about if we, uh, we, we rig up some science and tell them it's good for their teeth? And then everybody will fall for it. Well, not everybody here falls for it anymore. But the CDC, how do they not to get the memo? Of course, they're the same organization trying to inject mRNA into every living thing, especially even now six months old and above. So this government-funded studying, uh, study, money studies to confirm um, what, what we call skyrocketing fluorosis rates, fetal and infant neurotoxicity, and numerous other side effects from uh, fluoridation. So it's not unknown by the government and the officials. They know fluoride is a toxic waste product. They've known it since the beginning. And all of the science about it that's claiming it isn't, it's kind of it's, it's bogus. That's an understatement. The CDC has helped create and promote new fluoridation systems that they hope in this case would expose almost 20 million more Americans to dangerous levels of fluoride. And the governments in the United Kingdom, those of you listening on UK Health Radio, New Zealand, they pass bills that will effectively mandate fluoridation throughout their nations. And here we now have to spend extra money to clean up our water from other things too, but now fluoride too, if you're in those areas, to make sure that's removed before it gets in you and especially your children. Fluorosis is a modeling of the teeth, a darkening of the spots, a weakening of the teeth, a crumbling of the teeth and the bones. You displace other minerals with fluoride. You can damage glands like the thyroid, a pineal gland, et cetera, to weaken teeth. To ensure that dentists are employed forever to fill teeth that have been artificially weakened by the introduction of fluoride that they claim is going to protect the teeth because it's toxic. The only basis for fluoridation, which is not a good one, is that, oh, we've shown evidence that fluoride can kill bacteria that may contribute to tooth decay. You're like, really? You want to poison the entire body and nervous system and brain? to kill bacteria that might contribute to tooth decay? What are you, a moron? And yes, that's what we have, medical morons. Anybody in the dental or medical profession that still promotes fluoridation is a moron, and that's being nice and sweet and kind and loving to say it. And you should call them out on it. They're morons. They absolutely cannot or will not read the scientific analyses to know that fluoride is absolutely toxic. And it increases the uptake of heavy metals of all kinds, lead, mercury, and such. And that's bad enough at any level. You want to make it even worse? Add fluoride into the mix. So the Fluoride Action Network, we used to, we interviewed Paul Conant uh, over the years. I think his son is continuing his work as well. This is not even controversial. It's so known. The reality of the danger of fluoride. And because they have this new technology, here it is. If you scroll way down, they're calling it the new wave fluoridation system. The new wave fluoridation system. It, it utilizes a uh, compacted sodium fluorosilate, fluorosilicate, fluorosilicate. Again, synthetic toxic poison never should be ingested by any human or animal. And it's like throwing uh, one of those big uh, discs in your toilet, like tidy bowl, except this is fluoride bowl. And it dissolves slowly. To, to drop the uh, fluoride into the water everywhere. So you'll be drinking it in these poorer or less affluent 
rural areas that are not fluoridating their water correctly. The underserved. The under, yeah, that's what they say, the underserved. The rubes that aren't intelligent enough to know that fluoride is so necessary. They're fortunate that they haven't had it, and I pray that they will reject outright any attempts at fluoridating, even at cheaper prices. Because it isn't about the expense. It's about uh, eliminating the toxic component of water. That you know, I know that these municipal systems try to clean it up from a bacteriological perspective with chlorine. Right? They're not filtering out the drugs. We know that. You can find all kinds of debris in tap water. Fibers from toilet tissue. Oh, I know it's nasty. But they use the chlorine to kill what they call the bad guys. But if they throw the fluoride in it, it's not about that at all. And so you have to work extra hard. So if you haven't figured out how to do that, uh, Synergy Science has excellent whole house filtration as well as point of use filtration systems right at the sink that if you know, if they know you have fluoride in your system, that they can have add-on filters for that process. Otherwise, move and find a place that doesn't fluoridate the water. We are, I'm so grateful. I had no idea where we were moving. Not only did they not uh, fluoridate the water, but it's coming from such a deep aquifer that they found they didn't even need to chlorinate it. It was a shocker. It's very minerally rich. It's, you know, we have to soften it, but uh, it's, an, it's an amazing thing to see that they don't have to add that stuff. But if they, if they do, you definitely want to invest in technologies to purify it. That's to me, it's, it's not a negotiable point. Even if it's just a simple gravity-fed filter that is certified to pull out not only chlorine, but fluoride, if that's what you're using. Clean it up, folks. Don't let that stuff get in, especially for these little babies. They don't even have a chance. It lowers IQ, et cetera. So that's huge. Fluoride is also known as a pesticide. Isn't that interesting? Fluoride is a pesticide. It'll kill bugs too. Well, it makes sense. Fluoride was used to kill bacteria in the, in the mouth. Look, if you want to uh, use a, something that'll clean the mouth, silver hydrosol, copper hydrosol, xylitol, if you want to rinse with xylitol, essential oils, all of these things can do that safely without harming the microbiome or the terrain that is needed. Unlike toxic poisons, it's neurotoxic like fluoride. Oh, and also there's orange guard. Oh, good Lord. Delimiting. <laughs> you saw me last week. Was it last week, Monday, this time that I uh, got on the air and said, yep. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to drink a pesticide. <laughs> and I squirted some orange guard in my mouth. And no, it didn't taste great, but I'm alive and well, just fine. Do you have some orange guard there with you, Super Don? I do. <clears throat> Show everybody about the orange card. They should be getting this. Orange there guard. There it is. Are you gonna Are you gonna pour a shot glass or do a squirt in your mouth now? You know, this is like the this is the the one without the. In fact, I don't think this is not even unsealed. You haven't even unsealed it, so you can. Swig it's because that. it's out there. It's out. It's out where I've been using it. I'm I'm keeping it in here, but yeah, I I suppose I could. But the well, look on your face when you tasted it, I mean, obviously this is not, it's not meant for, for no, oral it's consumption, not. but it won't hurt you if you do. I'll let you, there, you, you, you got to be the guinea pig on that one. Yeah, no, I, I had done it before. I knew that was safe, but it was like, yeah, yeah it's, I didn't remember the flavor. Dude, like, man, well, it's rescued me this summer. Yeah. First time, you know, yeah. I've, I've been in this area here for a few years now. Okay. And it's rescued me from being attacked by midges every time I walk out my back sliding glass door. Nice. Because they're horrible. They're horrible yeah. in this area. You know, and if you've ever lived place. around midges, you know, it's like you go in and out the door. Mm -hmm. they, they fly in, you know, yeah. and then they, 
they congregate around the lamp, you know, and all that stuff. And it just, it sucks to have, the, you know, yeah. so I just been out there spraying. It took uh, a couple of, of applications, mm-hmm. like two nights in a row, and yeah. now they're not around. Orangeguard.com, you can get it. A lot of major retailers that sell pesticides, but this is the one that's safe for organic agriculture, OMRI certified, natural and powerful pest control that will not harm you, your pets, your kids. And uh, if you go back and you can rewind and see last week's show. Did you put that one up on Brideon? I think it is automatically if it happened during the Brideon hour because they have Brideon.tv an hour too. When we yes, stream it, live. it should be up there. Yeah. But we don't have enough horsepower or people. Did you know we have it. our own? You know, they've, they've done an upgrade to the Brideon website. No, I didn't. I haven't I seen I sent it. you this link bef- uh, earlier this morning, but I think you missed it. Oh, I've it. been out the whole morning. Um, really. yeah. Let me see if I can find it real quick here. Mm-hmm. It's really slick. Mm-hmm. What they've done, we have we have, we have our own uh, page now. Really, you have to show me that. I didn't see that. Sh- I will show you here right yeah. now. Hmm. Uh, this is what it looks like when you go over to Brighton. Almost there. I got l- tons of stuff to click on. L- this pops up here. Look at that. You're yeah. even on the the thing there to subscribe to the email newsletter. Oh, nice. See, and Get then uh, if we go to our page. Uh, they use cookies. Yes, whatever. Fine. <laughs> um, yeah, but this is what our page looks like now. And oh wow! Let just let me back out here so you can see. So, and there's super... all of our shows there that we've done. Yeah, we're we're on second hour on Mondays, and uh, yeah. that's next hour we'll have Charles Pixley on with us talking uh, Gaston Ascends and Seven Fourteen X and Cancer Cures. I'm gonna. It's gonna be fun. Super Don, I gotta ask you, and I know people always want to know if they want to watch the show on video that it, it lasts on our website right for a while before it disappears usually a week or two depending yeah. on 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 how observant i am and how many shows have built up yeah. but yeah usually cut usually a week or two but the goal is to have every one of our shows and video up on brideon.com and there's just not enough time in the day for you. No, me. I'm working on that though. I've I've got a a family member that's going to probably be joining joining the crew. Okay. Probably informally, but um, okay. here in in another month or so. Yeah, because I'm sure we've got so that. many shows that people if they like to watch. We're about it. a month behind, and I, I've been able to. What happens is is on the weekends. Mm-hmm. When I'm sitting here working on some stuff, I'll I'll try and upload a bunch of them like on the weekend to get caught up. Yeah. Um, so we run usually about a month behind, but the podcast, you know, if Pretty you want to catch the podcast, that, that yeah. show is there every night. The audio podcast are interesting. And we're still apparently banned on Facebook, our, our, uh, live well, broadcast. Well, let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Let me I, I don't think it's going out today on, on there. Yeah, I didn't get a notification. So we are not going out on Facebook. Yeah. We are not going out on Twitter still. Yeah. Um, Spotify already got us, so, you know. Okay. Uh, oh, look at this breaking news out of Maine Journal News. Uh, Single-engine Piper PA-24 crashed shortly after takeoff at Roosevelt Memorial Airport in Warm Springs, Georgia, on June 26th. That's, uh, that's yesterday. Yesterday. And the, it was a pilot and Dr. Kerry Made were on, the bo- on board. They crash-landed in a field north of the airport after reporting engine trouble. And let's see. Um, she's in surgery. She was in surgery. Updates coming soon. So, uh, prayers to Carrie Made. Doctor Made is amazing. I've met her a few times now. She's we had her on the show not that long ago as well. Um, thank you. Who who posted that in the chat room? That was Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. I did, yeah. I just heard rumor of that before we went to air, and now so there are reports on it. 
prayers to carry for her speedy recovery. And I, I don't know about the pilot, but prayers as well to the pilot. I don't have any more details than, than what I'm just uh, reviewing right now. Oh, my gosh. Let's see. Pilot, single purse. She had broken bones, has broken bones, is in surgery. Okay. Whew, man. Apparently, Stu Peters reported this about an hour ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that, that I did not know about before we hit the airwaves here today. Um, anyway. Oh, my goodness. We had a good AMA. Did you, by the way, did you get the uh, video from the AMA? Were you able to download it directly? I have not yet. No. Okay. Do you have access to it or do I have to send you the link? Did you I, send I, me the, the thing? I have to not do yet because I know you can log in too, I think. No, I can't. You can't? Okay. You have to send me the thing. All right. So for our patron uh, members that weren't able to join in, um, we had a great AMA and we'll get that video uploaded after the show, or at least I'll send the link so Super Don can grab it and get it up for you. Um, it was it was another great one. A lot of, lot of fun stuff. We did a lot of cool giveaways. And if you can be there, man, the stuff we're able to give away is just amazing. So thanks for that. All right, let's go to uh, the monkeypox pandemic. It's a global emergency. Dun, dun, or, or, dun. or is it? Or is it? Uh, well, according to ABC News, the WHO panel says it's not a global emergency. Of course, they're holding out hope. They say it's not a global emergency <laughs> at this stage. You know, I love the way that they, they frame this at this stage. Well, how about the other stage over there? Oh, yeah, it's going big People over there. People just are not taking it seriously enough yet. Yeah. We'll get back to you on that. Do you There's, find uh, yeah. ironic about the at this stage? I, th I, th I think the, the verbiage is rather interesting because... When we th when we say all the global Oops. health world is a stage, oh, there's Charlie Pixley. He's joining us next hour. He's on standby. Hi, Hi Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> hanging in there for our hour, second hour. He's hanging out. He's a great guy. Um, the stage concept. It is a stage. It is a theatrical production, folks, as was COVID and the COVID jab, all of these things that are facilitated through artificial induction machinery out creating your ability to create because you have turned your body and mind and spirit over to these globalist, uh, well, let's say communists, reductionist, materialists, atheists often as well, trying to frighten you into doing what they want you to do. And monkeypox may be the next one, maybe not, but they haven't given up on monkeypox. They said the WHO says that the escalating monkeypox outbreak in more than 50 countries should be closely monitored but does not warrant, warrant being declared a global health emergency. How many states and the federal government in the United States are still under a state of emergency? Do you know, Superdon? I don't know that they've rescinded the state of emergency anywhere, even in Florida. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you know somewhere that a state has reversed the state of emergency declaration, now, I know the state can't do it on the federal level, but the states could reject it and go, we are not in that emergency and you had no authority to, to make it because you've not even defined what the emergency is, much less validated it. Everything, every jab that is being given, every COVID jab that is being given is under emergency use authorization. And if the state of emergency were lifted, there would be no basis for them to give one of those jabs. And community, the one they, they supposedly approved, is not going to be found realistically anywhere because until it gets put on the childhood schedule, it will not be removed from liability should it injure or kill anybody. Or you. Well, I just want to show you here, you know, yeah. because either 
Last week was when they announced they were going to have this meeting, mm-hmm. you know, to determine whether it should be a global emergency, whatever thing, yeah. right? They are trying really hard. This is yet another one here. If I just type in monkeypox and I go to all the news headlines, mm-hmm. this is what we're looking at here. Now, tell me, are these headlines, are these designed in order to, to try and be scary? America may soon have another sexually transmitted infection. They're saying that the monkeypox mm-hmm. is, is going because they're saying that it's being spread that way. Yeah. Uh, local cases of monkeypox in Minnesota. New York City, D.C. is start offering monkeypox vaccines. In New York City and D.C., you can go get your monkeypox vaccine because, you know, why not, right? <sighs> yeah. Monkeypox cases balloon as Manhattan Clinic offering vaccine stays empty. Monkeypox vaccination appointments available for eligible DC residents. Isn't that Monkey interesting? Monkeypox may have they... undergone. Look at this one. What? Monkeypox may have undergone accelerated evolution. Right. Suddenly now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Evolving notice, at a faster rate than expected. Notice where they are providing monkey monkeypox jabs. New York and DC. Anybody surprised by that? Where are the people, the biggest morons in the world? In the District of Criminals and nearest to New York City. Now, there are exceptions there. Those are the people that are not upset with me saying it. They go, yeah, I know. There are morons all around me. Like falling for every lie perpetrated by the medical church, the medical monopoly, including the mayor of New York, you know, who, who was supposed to come in and make some critical thinking decisions based on the bonehead that was mayor before him. And he did the same stupid stuff, allowed the emergencies to sit, mandating shots and, and, and jabs and masks and all this for athletes and then not athletes. But then other workers, yes, I mean, all of that stuff. New York, D.C. I'm surprised L.A. is not on the list for monkeypox jabs at this point. It's just, You know, it's not really healthy to live. I think I saw a map picture the other day of, like eight or nine million people in this teeny little tiny area of the planet, right? New York City area, or maybe the tri-state area, but it was a lot of millions of people. And then they went out west and showed the amount of space out west the same amount of people are in. And they're like, good Lord. I know every time I visit New York and I haven't in a while, I'm like, I'm glad I don't live here. There's too many people, right? And this is not me advocating for population reduction. It's not. But I'm just thinking, making a choice about where you live based on that is a good idea if you want to survive the so-called zombie apocalypse that we may be in the middle of right now, as far as that goes. Now, speaking of millions of lives, did the COVID vaccines that are not vaccines save tens of millions of lives? The Brownstone Institute, Dr. Uh, Roger Coops. Roger Coops has something to say about that in this article. And he says, basically, there's no basis for them making the claim. There's no scientifically established data that they can validate that shows, yes, tens of millions of lives are saved. We're saved by the COVID jab. And this is from a preprint in the medical journal Lancet that has put out some really bad articles saying COVID-19 saved nearly 20 million lives worldwide based on what numbers? New study estimates. It's based on what? Again, computer modeling. Once again, let the computer model and whatever... Data uh, goes in, which is garbage, comes out as garbage because well, of the program. Dude, dude, all those computer models a couple years ago were just oh, really helpful and spot on, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Remember that? The Imperial College? <laughs> I mean, not even wrong. It's so wrong that it was like not in the universe of right, not even anywhere approaching it. 
They ignored other factors related to, to saving and, and living and surviving. How about natural immunity? And then I brought this up a number of times, the disease culling scenario, where in the first phases of whatever you believe COVID to be, who was dying? Old people with multiple comorbidities. After that, anybody who was encountering it, not a problem until they brought the jabs into the mix. Vulnerability, susceptibility, the law of the terrain. And then with each subsequent so-called variant, there was less and less of a problem and more and more of a natural immunity acquired. And for those that adopted the early treatment methodologies, all survived. Those who believed the doctors in the hospitals that told them there's nothing to do, go home until you get sick enough to come back, then we'll kill you. They used unreliable data, excess mortality as a marker, even though it's not related necessarily directly to something called COVID. There's so there's such a mess with the entire predictive modeling associated with these jabs that are not vaccines saved everybody's life. No, they didn't. Not even close. Tens of millions. Yeah, right. That's not a small number. That's not a small claim. But then again, the predictions of the death rate was not a small number, right? It was going to be billions from the Imperial College of London, right? Remember that? And and that set the stage for even Trump going, oh, it's an emergency, and then setting up a course for uh, warp speed on mRNA jab in, uh, in creation or management or what would you call it? Invention. I I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I, I, I'd i like to say we're all so over it, except they keep bringing it up. And thank goodness the Brownstone Institute is reanalyzing. I can't even say that word. Reanalyzing. There it is. The, uh, the data in those things to say it, it's bunk. How do you rely on anything in a peer-reviewed medical journal anymore of controversy? You know, they're pushing agendas that are not related to actual scientific endeavor and inquiry and identification of facts and putting those facts together in a sense that helps us understand the world around us or within us. It's not about that. It's social engineering through phony science. (laughs) That's where we are. So let's go to some good science. This is an article. uh, I think Superdon found it on natural blaze coming out of green med info research group. And it's seven foods and supplements to enhance your immune system. All right, let's go through this just briefly. Number one on the list is something I don't even use or recommend all that much, though if you want to, that's your your thing. It's called vitamin C. There has been measurements and science on it to show, show that it improves neutrophil chemotaxis, a process that betters the ability of neutrophils, a type of white blood cell, to move towards sites of inflammation or infection and increase the body's ability to fight disease. By the way, the active state of silver facilitates white blood cell engagement, re-engagement. The kung fu of your immune system at microgram levels. And we've got to differentiate between most synthetic vitamin C that's out on the market, often made from GMO corn and pharmaceutical companies, than that which you can find truly in whole foods. Not the, the marketplace, but in 100% whole foods. There are some C, like the mega food C you can get if you want from cho- choosetobehealthy.com. But I still believe selenium and the science supports it is much more efficient at micrograms than even grams of what you call vitamin C. So I'm not going to dispute, yes, people take it, vitamin C motherapy, and they do well, but it is not the same thing. 
as a whole food form of C. But there's no reference to this in this particular article. Korean ginseng is on the list at number two. Panax ginseng possesses strong antioxidant and immune stimulating processes. Helps to regulate immune cell function, including macrophages, T cells, B cells, and natural killer cells. Improves inflammation, inflammatory response through its high content of a variety of pharmacological compounds like ginsenosides and acidic polysaccharides. By the way, copper, which I don't believe is on this list, and particularly the bioactive form of copper, can also facilitate a reduction of the hyperimmune responses on a cytokine storm safely not like suppressing it with prednisone or methylprednisone, even though arguably that could be life-saving in a, in a really severe circumstance. Imagine if you didn't get into that severe circumstance to actually need it. How about utilizing the sovereign copper, right? This is a daily use form of copper, copper one, copper two available for the body instantaneously at microgram dosages. And yes, it helps reduce systemic inflammatory immune responses not via suppression, but by enhancing the body's processes of moving through these things much faster, much more efficiently. Number three on this list is astaxanthin. It's a carotenoid antioxidant, has potent immunomodulation properties, including the ability to increase interleukin production, a type of cytokine expressed by white blood cells. Additional studies have found that dietary intake of astaxanthin may heighten immune response while also reducing DNA damage and inflammation. So, and I've got nothing bad to say about astaxanthin. Just make sure you're getting it from a real clean source. And it can be of great assist. We have that at home too. Number four on the list, shiitake mushrooms. Medicinal mushrooms, we enjoy them. I have uh, some super mush right here to daily chill. If I get too high strung, along with my CBD, I can do some uh, super mush daily chill. You can get this as organic as well. I think Superdon's got links to that. But shiitake mushrooms may have a prophylactic potential in the treatment of malaria. In other words, preventing malaria. Another option for you there. Um, gingivitis, cancer prevention. Really? Yeah. It's an immunomodulator. And it helps by activating lymphocytes and dendritic cells. So it upregulates the production of cytokines. So in some cases, it facilitates a more powerful immune response. And if you're worried if it's too powerful, make sure you got your copper. And then you can reduce the most intense of those cytokine storms safely. Next on the list, curcumin. It's listed here. Anti-inflammatory antioxidant properties. Good stuff. No argument with that. It improves antibody response, modulates the activity of natural killer cells and T cells for adaptive immunity. No problem there. Curcumin. And it comes from turmeric. Remember, if you do take turmeric, make sure you take it with the black pepper. That activates it. Number six on this list is fermented food. Fermented food. And I, I you know, kimchi, uh, sauerkraut, there's a lot. And if you're going to eat an organic soy product, make sure it's fermented, cultured at that point. But there's a lot of things that will help the immune system because it facilitates the gut microbiome, the seat of the immune system to be better. Enhancing digestion, elimination, GI tract health. So fermented foods are on the list. This is great. Echinacea is a great herb, not to overlook. It's a, it grows pretty wild in North America purple cone flower. They got uh, purpurea and angustifolia. I know that some people have favorites there, but echinacea is a great thing not to take every day all the time. 
But when you're coming down with or at the first sign of or in the throes of, then hit it, hit it hard, hit it hard, and then and you're done with it. Then you can come back to it another time if you need it again. Echinacea. So links for their therapeutic database at Green Med Info is there in the article. And this is linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. And I hope that you would sign up for email alerts. If you haven't done so already, making it easy on you, you send RSB, the initials RSB, to 22828. That gets you plugged into our email alert system, our daily uh, send out. And Super Don's question or poll question of the day relates to prayer, the freedom to pray. Is that First Amendment protected issue or not? Should it be allowed at school events? Is it protected by the First Amendment? Yes, no, or not sure. And so we'll get to that maybe a little later in the show, see what the results are in that regard. Also, other things uh, that are coming up, the, uh, oh, we got a, a, a webinar related to nitric oxide production and Cardio Miracle this Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern time, 5 o'clock Pacific. It'll be the, what, what date is Thursday, the 30th? Yeah, June 30th. We're going to be doing another great webinar available. Uh, you got to sign up. It's free. Just click on the banner at robertscottbell.com. And you will be sent a link to join us. And usually we, we've done it, I think, via Zoom. And so there are interact. there's some level of interactivity. You could submit questions and things like that, which is amazing. So looking forward to that. We haven't done that in a while. Um, there's also uh, the IGF-1 if you want to get big muscles like me. Not, mine are not that big. Uh, listen, I'm not a hu humongous guy. It's just I'm not big boned, as they say. <laughs> but a frame that is wiry and all muscle, yes. And, and yet not loaded with the excess fat that I don't need loaded with toxins that I don't expose myself to. Now I cannot eliminate all exposure to toxic poisons. Nobody can on this earth plane right now, but to take an active part in making better choices about what you put in your body, like not fluoride or, or synthetic toxic poisonous pesticides. Like that's why I use orange guard instead that we have the ability to navigate life in reduced toxicity and in a manner that our bodies can manage and handle because the testament to creation itself is how anybody is even alive today, considering what they're spraying over our heads, much less what is coming in through the food and the water. And I hope that you're making better decisions to eat cleaner or clean up that which is in your home, like the water filter it, et cetera. You can overcome a lot simply by reducing the inflow of toxic poisons in your body. So supporting the liver, detox, the kidney, the lymph, all of that is part of a daily regimen to deal with all of the things we have no control over on this planet right now. But despite all of that, you know, as I grew up a toxic kid through the middle 20s, 24 was when I started my journey eating organically, detoxifying my liver, and now in my mid-50s, able to do things I couldn't do in my 20s. Look, I made choices that some people said, that's ridiculous, that's silly, it has nothing to do with it. I will tell you, for me, in my life, it had everything to do with everything. Based on the journey I was on, and as sick as I was in the first 24 years of my life, being always met with medical drugs, pharmaceutical drugs approved by the FDA, if I would be alive today based on that journey, I would have been wrecked and ravaged with cancer. You would not, I would not recognize me. And so I would encourage you, if you haven't already figured it out, what you do 
matters, but what you believe matters more because that impacts more on what you do. If you don't believe anything I'm saying, you're probably not listening to the show more than once, but then why would you do the things that I recommend? Because you don't believe it's like, well, I don't believe anything Robert says. You went organic. Nobody goes organic and stays organic for that many years. Well, I have, I did people that know me well and hang out with me know that's the fact and how my life was then to how it is now. That was interesting too about, and I think we might've mentioned it briefly on the Friday show. Cause she's known me before I went organic when I was like, I don't know, 19, 20, 21 years of age, a couple of years or so, two or three years before I, I switched everything over. So for my chronic old days to vitality, we're about to go hour two. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Boom. Welcome everybody. It is time for the Robert Scott Bell show each and every well, Monday, our second hour of our show is simulcast on Brideon.tv. And I'm glad to be here with you for as little as time as we get. You can also be with us two hours a day, six days a week at robertscottbell.com slash listen. There's a live chat room. Sign up for email alerts, RSB. Send them my initials, RSB to 22828. And you can be plugged into all this health, freedom, and healing liberty. All that you can handle and more. Well, not more. Just all that you can handle. And today, we're going to be revisiting the dramatic discovery of Gaston Nassens in the 714X. Can we truly prevent, reverse, treat cancer and other chronic diseases with this substance? Charles Pixley is going to join us and talk about a little bit of that journey. Why we hadn't paid attention to it. I don't know. Well, we can now. So I thank you for being here. Tune in, sign up. We'll be back in just about two and a half minutes here on Brideon.tv because the power to heal is yours. Let's go. Science was started to provide. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, rock in the health world. Two hours a day, six days a week. Let's uh, get this party started. By the way, sometimes we get out into the world with you and hang out and uh, bring the power to heal back where it belongs. Light Cup coming July 9th and 10th, the Red Pill Expo. Thanks to G. Edward Griffin and crew doing amazing work, Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, if you got to fly there, I know it's tough out there with the flights, but find a way to get to Indianapolis and join me at the Red Pill Expo. We have links up to it and to get tickets. If you come on over to robertscottbell.com, there's a tab that says upcoming events. There's a lot more up and coming. I will tell you about a little later, but I want to take you on a journey right now, briefly back into the 1990s. I know back when I stopped listening to music, it just all went downhill after the 80s. I don't know what happened. But anyway, <laughs> we, I was immersed so heavily in study of natural medicine, of homeopathy, of the history of medicine in America and the West to learn about uh, the dangers of modern pharmaceutical pseudoscience and their toxic poisons approved by the Fear and Death Administration. I was immersed totally in that journey at that time. And among those people that I met, in those journeys, many amazing healers and doctors that I would then be, be called call friends at, at that time. One of the people I met through my mentor in homeopathy was a man by the name of Christopher Bird. At the time, he was working on a new book. He had a manuscript for his new book he was working on that was eventually revealed to the world as the persecution and trial of Gaston Nassens. This was all about the discovery of this 
uh, somatid cycle, S-O-M-A-T-I-D. Some people pronounce it differently. But the cycle uh, within that really matched up to other historical scientific giants that had identified things within the body fluids that could not be rationally explained that you caught it. In fact, the law of the terrain says you don't have to catch anything. You have everything within your body that could rise up and kill you. That's not to scare you, but to acknowledge that it's the terrain that matters. What manifests there is, is altered due to the environment, terrain, or milieu. And this researcher, Gaston Nassens, that Christopher Bird, by the way, author of Secret Life of Plants, Secrets of the Soil, one of the greatest writers uh, of, of medical nonfiction, as far as some of the things that, that we've learned about uh, in his lifetime. Christopher Bird became friends with him and then his wife, Shabari, at the time in Atlanta. And my mom and my mentor, eventually, they actually went up to Sherbrooke outside of Montreal, Canada, and got to meet Gaston Nassens. French Canadian, French doctor, and 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 saw the microscope that he worked with to see things in the blood that people couldn't see by traditional light microscopes. Had developed this technology, this certain kind of lens that could see almost like electron microscopy, but living things within the blood. So deep, deep, deep level rea reality. And he developed a substance that became known as 714X. And I remember seeing videos of this back in the 90s, early 2000s, of Nesens injecting the 714X into uh, in intralymphatic injections into the lymph for distribution throughout the body. And how it was reversing devastating chronic degenerative diseases, including especially cancer. And then you don't hear much about it. Very rarely hear much about it. And then just a couple of days ago, up on the radar screen comes Charlie Pixley, Charles Pixley. And that's today's guest this hour that I'm going to bring up now. And there's a, if you want to learn more about this, there's actually a website we'll let you know about called harmless714x.com. And there's a book there, an ebook you can get. It's on sale today for everybody. Do no harm, 714x, defying a hopeless prognosis. Charles, Charlie Pixley, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. So happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here too. I'm I, home. I, I, I don't even have to say anything. Everything you've said today so far, and every time I listen to you, I'm, I'm, I'm home. I'm just over on the sofa. Just laying there, you know. I, <laughs> well, why do listen, I, need to talk? <laughs> I, I try to consolidate journeys to make them easy to follow. And I know there's so many complexities to this story, and I've only done the briefest of versions. But you have navigated this terrain from way back then, and you knew Christopher Bird as well. And 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 so, you know, to add some color, flavor, whatever, some incidents or insights into why was 714X so suppressed i mean I, you and i know why but the story still needs to be told because of all the things that i saw the simplicity with which this corrected what they call this cycle within the blood where something would become something else would become something in the wrong environment it becomes disastrous correct the environment and then the cycle goes back to a healthy cycle precisely uh, in fact i don't know if your uh, producer don can show it but in the do no harm i sent you there are the actual photographs of the entire cycle including aids and cancer and they're all there it's in black and white but you can see that the destruction of the cells and the also the somatide and all its cycles but the cycle that you're you're going into the other the other side you're going into uh antoine baychamp and uh emil emil uh what's emil d-o-i-n d-o-i-n mm -hmm. uh, prior to baychamp was this guy emil d-o-i-n and the pre-Pasteur virus 
world. There, I mean, everything's about viruses, and we're 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 filled with them. It's natural to us, and bacteria, the, the bugs. You know, this is all so dangerous. But I grew. I didn't grow up. I grew up on a farm. My grandfather had a turkey farm, and across the street from where I lived, there was a cattle farm. I was on the cattle farm every single day with this beautiful German Jew family, and we. I basically lived there. So I was out in the, the fields with the chaff and and right up into the cows, you know, taking the cow and drinking the cow milk right out of the cooler. And so my immunity came natural to me. So all this discussion of pasteurized milk and all the things we've done to our food chain. I know I got off topic here. So why is it suppressed? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> We're on the other side. We're on the side of truth. We're on the side of non-witchcraft. What what are healers? You know, there's a lot of people who have a medical degree, MD, but they aren't really healers. They're, as you brought up earlier uh, today in the show, talking about uh, freedom of religion. You know, the, you go to your mosque on Friday or you go to your temple on synagogue on Saturday or you go to your church and kneel on Sunday, but on Monday, millions of people got on their knees to the man in a white coat and believed the lies coming out of Anthony Fauci. And I was there when Anthony Fauci was killing millions of people with AZT and fought that fight with those who were fighting. So I saw it firsthand. I saw firsthand what Nason's microscope can do. I worked with him directly. I worked with Dr. Dietmar Schildvector, who one of the most brilliant, towering genius. Um, he became, I, I formed an institution review board in 1991. He became the chief investigator. Dr. Uh, Dr. Robert Atkins was on the board. Uh, the board was all men of that caliber who aren't, weren't as well known as uh, Atkins, of course. But for example, the first the first so-called alternative healthcare practitioner who became the commissioner of health for the state of Alaska. He was on board. And we had in a very short period of time from 91 through 95, in the very in the first couple of years, I would do a show like I'm doing today with you. And we get three to 5,000 phone calls. I mean, we, could, we, we couldn't even go to the restroom. It was just unbelievable. Imagine yourself sticking your teacup in the Niagara Falls. That's how many terminal patients there are out there. We didn't call them patients. We call them patrons, not the suffering. We're here to serve them, not, not to, they're not there to serve a growing monopoly. So I saw in 1990, I was introduced by two, two persons. Uh, maybe, you know, Ed McCabe, Dr. Uh, Mr. Ox. Yes. Mm -hmm and found out that you could cure cancer with ozone and peroxide and you know you can use peroxide to, to clean your teeth you know and to prevent tooth cavities and so forth you can drink it but anyway um he got me rolling on that so, cure for cancer oh my god you know so i'm a vietnam vet and i still believe i took an oath and i took it seriously and i saw that the industry is killing us and they don't mind and I call it a desperate profit industry. And I, I made up my mind to take them on and take them down. Well, so, you, did you ever have delusions of grandeur that you could? Because I certainly, 
you know, over the years of taking them I on, knew realized, I yeah, real, like you're a bigger guy than me. I'm like, maybe you could, but I like, I've, I've come to realize that they're propped up by the belief, the collective belief of so many people that you described that I described that maybe good people of faith one, two days a week, the rest of the time, they're willing to turn their bodies, minds, and spirits over to this elite ruling class of, of demons per parading as healers. They thought I was nuts. I mean, my my own family. They, they, I mean, I just drove everybody crazy because I saw it so clearly, and I and I did every radio interview with anybody who would let me talk. I talk, and and my own in closer family. They just you know, here it comes again. I mean, I just couldn't shut up. Yeah, and I was on fire. Did I believe I could bring them down? I believed it all the way up till the federal court, and still do. And here we are, thirty years later, and we're we're approaching it. It's happening. There, people are waking up. Faster and faster and faster and faster. So, all right. So I had the delusion that it could happen so quickly. Well, I think that part of it is a belief that, um, you know, when you know something with all your heart is right and correct and true, it's like, why can't anybody see this? Why do so few people see this? And then there's that point where you wake up and realize, my gosh, the participation in the delusion, it's not so much the power of those that are ruling over us as much as they know the power of our belief and how they've manipulated our beliefs into empowering them to continue as those elite rulers that we would go, they're butt ugly, butt ugly and naked, right? The emperor wears no clothes yet. Even today, as more people than ever, Charlie, we've been at this for decades, more people than ever are seeing it yet. They're still apparently in the illusion of a stranglehold on freedom of speech. I remember, um, I don't think you will remember me necessarily personally, but I remember what the black and white TV when the the target would come on at midnight and everything yes. would go off. Right? No, I'm old enough. And to it was that. Buffalo Bob and uh, Howdy Doody yeah. and the early days of Mickey and so forth and so on. And in those days, that that was in the late fifties and on. From well, there I saw on. it after that, but yes, I'm aware of the National Cancer Institute. We need money to find a cure. Mm-hmm. And from that day till now, run for a cure, pink ribbons for a cure, pink athletes for a cure. Pink. If we got to find a cure, we got to find a cure. And it's it's beat into everybody's mind yeah. that there's no cure. But so in the early stages, when I went on the air, I, they'd say, well, well, if it's so good, why doesn't everybody know about it? Because I would talk about 714X and its amazing ability to eliminate the cancer, the body's ability. And because they everybody was getting their information from the cartoons from the television from the yeah. programming we were being programmed right. so now then w- within a year came this huge blossom in the alternative healthcare industry Me- mega vitamins and you name it and we went from nothing to a billion dollars just oh, like that and people would come back to me and say well it's all about money well we got through to that level we know that they got two of them that we know that the the pharma the, the pharmaceutical industry pays Congress. They pay the FDA. They own the FDA. I mean, just, the FDA is just it's a joke. So is the CDC, the NIH. They're just owned and operated by big pharma. So then all their major uh, headquarters are in Basel, Switzerland. So it doesn't take too much of an imagination that if, uh, Senator so and so we've got a we've written a law we'd like you to take a look at. It's really thick. It's really comprehensive. But uh, if you uh, look at your 
we're going to send you an overnight and there'll be a, a, a number in there. And then that number you'll find that perhaps you'll, you'll enjoy yourself. Meaning maybe they open up accounts for them in Switzerland. I don't, I don't know how it happens. I don't really care. I just know that it wor- that works for them. Mm-hmm. They, I don't have any problem with making money. I don't have, it's, I'm a capitalist at heart, but I want to have conscious capitalism. Why can't we do the same thing and make the same amount of trillions of dollars healing the Mm -hmm. earth, not stealing the earth or killing because we've created such a problem. We've created so many, we've created such destruction to our own existence by our own fault because we didn't get off our duff and write a letter and stand up to these monsters, which I did. Are you willing? Will you? Charlie, what was the... uh the incident or incidents that resulted in a federal suit, right? Going all the way up into the federal government at that level of the judiciary. Um, can you share a little bit about that story? Well, it started with a sequence. Of course I started, you know, we kept hearing in 1990, hearing about IRB, 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 what the hell's an IRB? So I did, I went to Cornell and got dug out the books, uh, title 21, part 50, part 56. And it's all, all about informed consent and how to introduce a new drug into the market, which is what the same thing that happened with COVID-19. We just, I just did the investigation on that. The COVID, they, they farmed it out to the IRBs of the world. Mostly. Well, the, the IRB stands for Institutional Review, Review Board. Board. Yeah. Right. So you have to have the chairman and uh, there has to be a woman. There has to be five people in the board and then your co-investigators. And then they oversee the protocol of a new drug. So I set up, I set up the protocol. I set up the, uh, the institutional review board to introduce 714X into the American market because uh, I guess on Nason, yeah. he'd been pushed around all over the place and he's, he's very reclusive and just like, I don't want to, don't, don't bother me. Just leave me alone. I would be in my clinic or my uh, laboratory. And he didn't object to me doing what I was doing. Uh, and if he did, he kept it to himself. Um, so Schilvector and I took it on, and so did the other guys who joined us. And in a short period of time, we had 50,000 terminal patients in a three-year period. I mean, 50,000 coming through our doors, not literally walking through, but where this we were under the auspices of the IRB to conduct right. trials or uh, let's say even even clinicals to say, hey, are we onto something here? Do we have evidence to go further into next level studies? This is how drugs are developed, for instance. Precisely. Yeah. And typically with a big pharma, it's a multi-billion dollar operation because they're always lethal. They're always, always, always. Well, yeah, they're well, working with toxic poisons. Also, of course, if they make it through to statistical significance, even if we would argue they've monkeyed it to get there. They have the potential to make now equivalent of trillions, right? Yeah, if it was right. hundreds of millions, then they could make billions. So they would have exclusive monopoly status over this substance, or whatever it would be in a drug. So you're taking the IRB review board concept with the 714X developed by Gaston Ascens that was reversing cancer safely in a non-toxic way, working with the cycle of the terrain. And you're moving forward. How far into this study or studies did you get before? 100%. Hundred percent. We the, the the whole deal is some fourteen X is homeopathic. I don't care what anybody says, and I, I published it that way. It's in that book, and uh, Nason argued with me because he was more he you know it's just his personality. It didn't matter. I didn't care because yeah. I know for a fact it is in by its by its um, uh, concoction, if you will, 
it's not a concoction, but by its yeah. formula, it's homeopathic in nature. So, all right, so don't, so it's not a homeopathic. Who cares? The components are homeopathic. Nitrogen, one molecule. Tell me that's not homeopathic. One molecule of ammonium. Tell me that's not homeopathic. And then um, camphor. Camphor has been used in the homeopathic pharmacopoeia. Uh, we found the earliest uh, was 1830-somethings uh, for oral cancer on the outside. So just with camphor, never mind all the other stuff. So um, my argument was this it doesn't require any approval, so I'm going to ram it through. I don't care what you say. And so we got all the way. But the, what stirred them up was every time I would talk about it, I talked just the way we're talking today about the evils of the industry and how they – how they will mm. suppress anything that opposes their their operation, right? And of course, that was my mo. That was my modus operandi, anyways, to bring them down. So I was introducing a way to save your life, and also why you need to fight the industry because they're taking your life. And I testified before Congress, as did uh, Dr. Schildbecker, that stirred everything up. And then they they because I testified that uh, managed care was. A violation of the uh, what did I say antitrust act. Yeah, that you know now I call them because Jay Rockefeller, senator of of uh, was he West, West Virginia? Virginia? Yeah, came out in public in 1991 and said, "You're going to get health care reform whether you like it or not." Yeah, well, leading to Obamacare a hundred years after exactly. the Flexner report of 1910 that right. would you know try to prohibit you from escaping the grasp of the pharmaceutical medical monopoly. Exactly. They're just ramming it down your throat all the way because they knew they know what they're doing. It's yeah. not like we don't know. Congress no, doesn't I, know. There may be one doctor out of the hole, Dr. Paul. I don't know. Maybe they know, but no, nobody understands homeopathy. It's been bred out of them. You send these beautiful, brilliant children to medical school. They come out as an allopath, and they have they're like this. They can't see beyond anything. And if you tell them, I, I was just cured with 714X after yeah. they told you there's no cure in your terminal, go home and die. It's, uh, pharmaceutical horse blinders. Yeah. Um, you know, in the case of uh, my friend, Ann Archer Butcher, had on Friday, we're, we're going to have her on Sunday and the, the audio unfortunately didn't work, but we'll visit it again. Just another great story of, uh, you know, a stage four metastasized cancer in her husband, Alden, uh, parotid glands. He was going to, you're going to do this, 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 all the chemo, everything. It's still not going to save you, but and he's like, no, let's get out of here. And they found numerous holistic ways. They didn't have 714X, but that seemingly would simplify a lot of things if people had access to it. Are you telling me that that 714X is still available today, even though hardly yeah. anybody knows about it? My 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 stand on it. I've been doing this for thirty years and quietly for the last twenty because you know they slapped me around pretty good, but I never stopped. Never stopped fighting. Um, 714X should be the first, first line of defense for any cancer or any degenerative disease, um, because it restores the body's natural ability to fight. Mm -hmm. All cancer secretes a hormone that blocks the immune system called human chorionic anatropin, what Nason called the, 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 uh, special K factor or something like that. Mm -hmm. He called it the K factor, but it's HCG. And it shuts off the HCG. It flushes out your lymph, which just gets all, you know, like when you got a cold and your nose is all runny, white pus coming out. Your lymph is like that. And it, it gets it fluided again. and allows your body's natural immune system to, to start working. And simultaneous to the shutting off the hormone, 
and the activating of the lymph. And then we use proteolytic enzymes and then you get into the other uh, uh, therapies. He, you know, Dr. Schubert used to call it a, a, a daisy chain or a, what do you put a charm bracelet. So yeah. you, could add, uh, you could add hoxies, you could add um, amygdalin, yeah. whatever, uh, ozone. Ozone therapy would be fabulous. We, my long-term dream was to have somebody who had vision and also a, a wallet to help me set up a clinic somewhere where we'd be protected and not be attacked by the FDA for children. Yeah. A five-star right. clinic for children. Oh, it'd be amazing. Hey, uh, Charlie, hang on. We're going to take a break here for our friends at Brideon.tv in just a moment. And uh, I want to thank you for being here today. We got more to discuss. Is it, my friend Lori, it's hard to listen to what you're saying because not because of what you're saying, but because people have lost their lives and lost loved ones because they didn't have access to this. How are they going to get access to this? We'll talk about that and your book after this on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Okay, we got a pause break. Uh, Brighteon.tv typically takes about a two and a half minute break here, and we stay on the air for our uh, viewers and listeners that are directly on the Robert Scott Bell Show website or a few other outlets. So uh, just uh, check in. And you say you're at a conference in Orlando now that's more focused on cosmetics? Right. As a matter of fact, it's Clinique is the Clinique? Uh, sponsor. Is this an open to the public event or this is a, no, a trade this is industry? My my wife is there. Oh, you're She's, okay. So I happen to be here with them, but I'll I'll get the vicarious. You know, I don't care about cosmetics. I, I know. I was like, I was, we're guys. What do we care about cosmetics? But for the ladies, yeah, all right. I want a little cologne. Okay, we right. We roll, roll with that. Uh, but your uh, your journey. And, and by the way, folks, going back to this discussion of seven fourteen X and guest on the sense, I I rarely talk about it not because i don't want to i mean it's a very exciting part of my journey as well connecting to all of this but it was so viciously suppressed i know and i think that reason being if it didn't work they wouldn't care a lick about it it would exactly. be a poster child for look at how, how much it fails but if it worked and you go through the irb process show it works that becomes one of the greatest threats potentially ever that even the medical doctors might have to acknowledge that what they've been trained to do is wrong. Now we're seeing a lot of that with COVID that they're waking up within their own profession to realize how corrupt it is. You know, they might've gotten by a little bit around the edges, but now it's like, you can't escape their grasp and their view. They're watching you over the COVID thing. The, the docs that dared to give hydroxychloroquine and, and ivermectin and treat people before never had a death. And of course, that shocks everybody. And then they don't want the uh, COVID jabs, which are like, again, part of the religion uh, or the, the dogma and the cult of pharmaceutical mysticism. You don't question that. And many doctors now are not only looking at the COVID jabs going, there's something wrong here. They're starting to look back at the entire history of vaccination, like we've been pointing out for years, patently unscientific. It's a religion. It's a cult. It's a devotion to a dogma that would, if you read your Bible, violate fundamental tenets of bodily autonomy and recognizing you don't poison your body back to health, much less alter its genetics via synthetic uh, mRNA. You know, that was our, one of our bylines for many, many years. You cannot poison a sick person well. Yes, exactly. All right, stand by. We're about to come back live with our friends at brighton.tv. All right, welcome back, y'all. The Robert Scott Bell Show is still cranking it up here. Two hours a day, six days a week at robertscottbell.com. Sign up for email alerts by sending RSB, my initials, RSB to 22828. Super Donald will blast out. Uh, the email alerts and uh, including a poll question of the day. We usually do today. It's about uh, prayer in schools. The Supreme Court just uh, announced you can pray in schools. Hallelujah. Right. 
Uh, should it be allowed or not? Is it protected by the First Amendment or not? Yes, no, not sure. We'll get to that later in this hour to see what the poll results are of that uh, big news there. But biggest news right now is that we've got Charlie Pixley on, who wrote a book. I'm guard. It's here. It is. Do no harm. Uh, this is the name of the book. 714X Defying a Hopeless Prognosis. This is an ebook. You can get it downloaded instantly, and you're going to save 10 bucks over Amazon to go direct. So if you go to harmless714x.com and download it for $14.95, you can learn about this, uh, the, the history of the 714X treatment, Gaston Descends. Also, a book that's out of print, which is I was, I was there when Chris Bird was writing it. It was The Persecution and Trial of Gaston Descends. And this is a book that reads like a better than any John Grisham novel because it was real. It was not fiction. What Nissens went through in this trial and the way Christopher Bird writes, you're, it's a gripping tale, but it's again, it's real life John Grisham, not made up. Uh, and You actually wrote it twice. Yeah, that's right. Galileo of the Microscope and then the trial happened, so then he adapted. Adapted it. it as well with the trial, exactly. While it was going on, he was there for the whole thing. So this is a fascinating part of history that is lost unless we bring it back out and it seems to me charlie you're bringing it back out and not letting it die god bless you thank you for that and so if people go to harmless714x.com they can get this ebook immediately yes yes sir listen you know everybody knows that if you have gazillion dollars and you have every you have your boats and your houses and your cars and all that and if you get sick you got nothing all that stuff is meaningless you cannot buy health but Having said that, for 15 bucks, you can put an insurance, to, uh, guaranteed insurance on that. If you take the time to learn, and then when, when somebody tells you you've got cancer, you want to know, do I really? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Well, let me think about that, okay, Doc? Because I've got a couple ideas on my own. And then you go off and dig out the knowledge that you're gaining from the show. And by the way, I want to give a shout out to the audience, because I know that you're the most well-performed, well-prepared of any audience that I've ever spoken to. And I'm grateful for that because that there wouldn't be no, there would be no show if it wasn't for you, the, the, those who are waking and those who are waking others mm-hmm. and the children that are coming behind us. I have 15 grandchildren and I don't want to see any of them take the, the yeah. poisons. And there's been so much br- grandson that went from a, 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 what do you call it? The spectrum mm-hmm. to Eagle Scout, and now he's an ROTC from being, uh, what's it called? What's the disease called? Well, let's just say he's, was he red-pilled along the way so he could see through it and do something different? Something, well, my kids took But what, was he on the down. autism? Was he on the spectrum? Autism, that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. I couldn't think uh, of it. But, and by the way, shout out to uh, Terry Aranga and the team putting together Autism One this year. That's the 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st of August in Mesa, Arizona, just outside of Phoenix, basically. And we'll be there. I'll be uh, speaking on copper uh, as well uh, for children on the spectrum and parents and everybody to understand the, the metabolic need for it, the deficiencies manifesting and making everything worse without it. Uh, but the um, the child you're speaking of, a family member, a grandson, that's now ROTC? Grandson, they, they had to get a, a, a poodle. They got a pony. They did all these things for him. And Eagle Scout, and now he's in college as an ROTC officer or becoming one, you know, military. So, did, did, was this um, was this vaccine induced? Yes, autism? yeah, absolutely. So anyway, I, I mean, and the other shout out is uh, Michelle Tavares wants to say hello because she loves you 
from ah. uh, Dr. Tempenny's producer. Yes, Michelle's and amazing. I was there. I was there in at Longboat Key when her dad was killed by uh, Sarasota Memorial Hospital by death by protocol, mm -hmm. which is on the same genre this discussion we're having today. He went in there uh, because he had a sugar spike and he was a little yeah. delirious. They refused to feed him. They forced the uh, protocol on him and he died. They killed him. We mm -hmm. saw it happen right there. Oh, well, they, it's it's death-inducing machinery. These are the killing fields. They're not uh, the you know the the jungles of Vietnam, which you saw firsthand. Uh, but this is the killing fields in America and much of the Western world. The hospitals. It's just become more overt and direct and unapologetic. Right. That's right. And, 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 and they're still litigating Agent Orange, and they're still litigating um, the Gulf War syndrome, which we know was a, they pushed on the anthrax fire, uh, vaccination, and yeah. it caused horrors. Uh, children were Absolutely. born as monsters and uterine cancer and all kinds of stuff that you don't even know about because mm -hmm. they don't tell you about it. It's all, you know, there's no news out there. It's all, you know, you, this, the programming, I go to the gym and I said, this programming, what do you, why are you feeding me this programming when I'm on this, when I'm working out? Why, why don't, why aren't I watching champions at their game mm -hmm. and listening to just junk coming off the, off the, yeah. Table? Why aren't they playing the Robert Scott Bell show in all the gyms? Exactly. What's the matter with these people? So, uh, Charlie, if people buy this book, download it immediately. Do no harm. Seven fourteen X defying a hopeless prognosis. In addition to some of the history that you know, I talked about learning about from Chris Bird and his witnessing of the Nissan's the 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 microscope that he had and the cycles of of the terrain when it's off versus when it's on when it's right. Um, what kind of things will people be brought into? Let's say they don't know anything about the things we're talking about today. Yeah, Is this it accessible? Book, the book was created. The, the book was actually the functional IRB's tool to obey the law. So you call in and say, my mother, my son, my brother, whatever, I, me, I've got, I'm stage four. They told me to go home and die. I have nothing more I can do. I would insist that you take the book, buy the book, actually. You know, if you invest in it, then you got you've invested yourself into actually learning from it as opposed to giving it away and then you throw it on the you know never read it but anyway they would buy the book because by reading it you garner everything you need to know positive and negative to provide informed consent so in the very opening of the book is an article written by a, a journalist out of canada named uh, paul rob paul william roberts who got Journalist of the Year Award for the article that tells basically the summary of Chris Bird's book. It's not, doesn't talk like Chris, but it gives you the overview. Mm -hmm. And then it goes directly into step-by-step -step what the medicine is, what's it, how's it work, what's it for, how is it injected. And then the it gets a little deeper into the the, the theory of 714X and what Nason speaking himself. And then you've got other authors who are talking about the healthcare in America uh, the opening of the book starts with a survivor of Auschwitz uh, by name of Victor Penzer. He wrote that he wrote the introduction for me. Um, Victor Penzer, who fought to save his brother from going into Auschwitz, actually was captured himself. He was forced to work with Mengele, and uh, he lived through that. And he came out, and he he ended up having three doctorates, and uh, wrote the introduction, which is quite illuminating by itself. That uh, the the science. The meaning of science is uncompromised truth. And in, the, in summary, what we have with do no harm has become the, the, hypocr the, hypocritic, the Hippocratic oath, do no harm, has become the hypocritic principle, tell no truth. Yeah. 
And I see on page 85, I'm just uh, looking at the ebook right now, the somatid cycle, the drawings, uh, the diagrams of it as well are, are in there. Uh, different images that were revealed uh, via the microscope to see and confirm the cycle as well present there. And this is something that fits all along with Bechamp and uh, Bernard and others, uh, the microzymas, other things that were identified, you know, long before they had the scientific ability to, to go to that depth. And, um, you know, most people don't realize that you could see these things if you have a type of microscope that Nessence was working with that's beyond normal, you know, light uh, microscope technologies. You know, actually, Robert, if you yeah. had the, if you have a microscope, any microscope, mm -hmm. you can get a dark field adapter, which Nason used to make and sell. Mm -hmm. There's stage one. I yeah. mean, it's one, two, three, three stages in the healthy body of the somatite. And the somatite, by the way, is indestructible. It's an indestructible life force inside your form, which is pre, it's the last stage of light before it becomes matter, which is you. Yeah. Yeah, you can't even nuke a somatite and have it you know, disappear, right? Exactly. So therefore, so. when you hear this discussion, well, did your mother have breast cancer? Did you know, try to blame cancer on genetics is total BS. Mm -hmm. Because now they're trying to blame God for your disease. Excuse me. We did it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. There's nobody to blame but ourselves. Collectively and individually. Okay, so I allowed them to spray my over my head. I don't know how to stop that yet, but I'm concerned about it. I'm trying to. Uh, the water, change the water. Mm -hmm. Food, the food chain's all messed up. Why are you getting sick? You don't know yet. Yeah. We have to take, we have to take our country back, city by city, state by state, board by board, educational board, right on up. Mm -hmm. Well, you you understand totally when I say there's a state-sanctioned religion in violation of the First Amendment, and it's not Christianity, Judaism, Islam, or anything else. It's it's the Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism. Yeah. It John basically Rappaport owns and controls. It's when he, and he nails it. Yeah. It's a, a complete violation of the restrictions. Why do, we have, why do we have instantly have a vaccine for monkeypox? What? Wait a minute. It takes years to develop these things. Now you got one overnight? Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. I, they're probably repurposing the smallpox one, which is devastating. All right. Devastating. So, go back to, so go, going back to the threat, mm -hmm. we can see in your blood, we... Nason showed us that we can and taught us we can. There are doctors, one of them, uh, he's out in Washington, who got uh, his license yanked because he was diagnosing through the microscope. You, know, you probably know him, Bradley Weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a dentist in, uh, in Boston who was diag diagnosing people, just doing the blood. He wasn't doing any treatments, but he was teaching. Uh, so this is something that can be captured by anybody interested, just getting a little bit of the training. In fact, we have a, a client named uh, Rick Kyler who's in uh, Illinois who who was so sick. He, I mean, he told his family, get me out of here. They, he had leukemia to such a degree that they gave him, uh, I don't know, 64 gallons of chemotherapy and the full body radiation and and uh, bone marrow transplants, and they left welts on his shins like this hmm. that wouldn't heal, so they were going to amputate his legs. And he goes, that's it. I don't care if it's voodoo, get me out of here. So he found, he, he heard me, he went up to Nason, he got the microscope, actually started reading the microscope for himself and others. He used the 714X, he used uh, alkaline diet, and, 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 and. And now this is 1993, and he's still very active and very much alive today. So that is probably the worst case of anybody I've seen who's reversed it. 
Uh, so what did we do? We scared the crap out of the industry because we can pre-diagnose cancer two years before it happens with a 3% margin of error mm -hmm. and eliminate it 100% at that stage. We're eliminating um, uh, MS, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, AIDS. Um, so that is a threat to say, I, look, if you put me as commissioner of health, here's the deal. Everybody's going to get a blood test every six months, either male Shandells, Dr. Schildvectors, or a Nason's test every six months. I don't care, 500 bucks, 1,000 bucks out of your insurance plan. I don't care. Every six months, you're going to get it. And if any cancer starts to show up, we're going to eliminate it non-toxically. We'll take three months of therapy. Boom. Mm -hmm. So we'll eliminate cancer from the face of the earth. Not the cause, not the causation, not the occurrence, but the end result, which is death and massive profits to the pharmaceutical industry. So since they put me in jail in 1996, approximately 30 million Americans, just in America, approximately 30 million have gone to, gotten on that, that cattle car that the Nazis had to take them to Auschwitz, got in this little cattle car, which I call a conveyor belt, and if you got cancer, you got to get in right away and have it taken out, and we're going to give you chemo, and we're going to yeah. give you radiation, and then they send you home and say, I'm sorry, there's nothing more we can do, and the family buries you. We're going to end yeah. that. that. 30 million of that in the last 25 years at 3 trillion minimum that they've taken out of the economy, not to mention the families and the love. Yeah. And they're, they're, I'm a nice guy, but I have a hard time finding anything nice to say about the industry and the people that perpetrate these crimes against humanity. Uh, Charlie, once again, as we wrap up here with you today, do no harm. 714X defying a hopeless prognosis. Uh, harmless 714x.com. When people get this book, read it. Will they be directed to people who are still have access to this and can utilize it? I um, I would like to talk to you offline about the enzyme products because it's proprietary and I don't want to cause problems for the company. Sure. But I can't sell them, but you can. Um, I, I just want anybody to call me. I'm, 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 okay. I'm, I'm not invisible. I don't hide from anybody. The yeah, well, on your there. website, your number is listed right there. Yeah. So if so, they want to say, how do I get it? I'll help them get it. I'll okay. tell them whatever stories I can tell them. Now, go back to the, the what happened. I got them enraged. They raided my office. And I decided to fight. I refused to back down. Mm -hmm. And uh, they ended up taking me to court. You asked me earlier what happened. Mm -hmm. They charged me with 19 counts. They wanted me to go to jail for 19 years because I was making available access to this medicine. I didn't treat anybody. I didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. I didn't, you know, so they went to court. The long and the short of it is their first day of trial, I was actually winning because the truth is, is omnipotent. And the judge was called to Washington, had a private meeting with Chief Justice Rehnquist and Bill Clinton. The next day he came back when he walked in the courtroom, he had the, the upside down smile. And I turned to my lawyer and said, it's, it's over. I, I already know. I've lost so but he was kind he only sentenced me to a year and uh anyway that's that's how that went down well god bless you for not giving up despite all of that i mean we we live and learn and hopefully grow and and do better in terms of how to navigate a, a terrain that's the deck is stacked against us we know that but yet with god there is nothing that is impossible and to be guided by the divine spirit however people perceive it they can call it whatever they want uh, to navigate through this time. There are people still making choices to go down that disastrous road because of the fear and the programming. 
but there are folks like you that have been at it for years and years and decades now and are still at it. And I appreciate that you are still at it. I'm glad we reconnected on this and that you have this book to get out there to the people that they may be, it may be an answer to prayers for them. Uh, so everybody check out harmless714x.com, download the book. Uh, it's on sale, 10 bucks off. It's uh, 10 bucks less than you get at, uh, at Amazon for sure, 14.95. So, uh, Charles, I, I hope we can connect again, see it, maybe a conference upcoming sometimes. Love to. All right. You have any? I, I know I, I covered a lot of territory and I went off the trip. I went off all over the place. Is there any specific questions that I can help anybody with? Well, what I would say is I would encourage people to reach out to you. You have a, a, a direct link, um, and if you go to harmless714x.com, and maybe if there are other questions that do come through, Charlie, from our audience, I'll either forward them on to you or we'll get you back on for a follow-up. Love it. All right. Charlie, keep up. The good, I don't have to tell you to keep up. Good, I know what you're doing. And we're, why the, you're doing. We're, we're mothers mothers of a different, you know, same. we're the same family. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm amazed at how I'm, I'm at home in, yeah. in your living room here. Thanks to your thanks to your staff and yeah, and I know Kevin is fighting hard. Uh, Kevin Tuttle is amazing. Yeah. And, and thanks, Super Don, for getting all the links together. And uh, let us know what you think. If you got questions or comments, we'll either forward it on to Charlie, or you can go reach out direct, or we'll have him back on for a follow up. And Charlie, keep at it, and hope to see you again at an event coming up. I've got to tell everybody about those events. Right, I was now. at the Red Pill with the in Connecticut, the very first one, mm-hmm. but. I still haven't been invited to actually speak, so I, I'm I'm either, you know, they, they put the felony on your name, and that yeah. dissuades. I wouldn't think it would be at a discouragement there, but I, I'll see what I can do. I'll certainly mention it uh, when I'm there in a couple of weeks. So I, mean, I see it as a badge of honor. Yeah. And oh, sure. Yeah. You way. stood up but and did it right. I took so. it on. But, yeah. you know, most people, they're not trained that way. They say, oh, you know. It's yeah. kind of, it's, but that's intentional that uh, keeps you from getting jobs and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll uh, summarize that. Thank you, everyone. All right, Charlie. Take care, buddy. We'll we'll talk again soon. All right, that's Charlie Pixley and uh, harmless714x.com. Linked up in the show notes at robertscatbell.com. We have a number of upcoming events. And yeah, I wish Charlie would be at the Red Pill Expo. Maybe one day he'll be able to present because this 714x story is lost to history almost. It's ridiculous. It shouldn't be. Everybody should know about it. And uh, as far as upcoming events, we just added another one. I don't know if we go to the upcoming events tab at robertscatbell.com. You'll see Super Don, has this been added? It looks like it. Uh, Defending Utah Health Solutions Symposium, Friday, July 15th. Uh, that's uh, coming up right after the Red Pill Expo. Uh, 5 to 9.30 p.m. at the Salt Lake Community College Miller Auditorium. I'm looking at that. There's links to buy tickets. It's only 12 bucks. There'll be a Dr. Scott Bradley, uh, Jordan and Cassidy Gunderson, uh, representatives from the Health Independence Alliance. Good people, and I'll be there as well, uh, emceeing and speaking. So I uh, hope uh, hope to see you all there at that one. What else we got coming up on the upcoming events tab, Super Don? We, we haven't gone through that today to let everybody know from around the world listening and watching where they could be, online and in person. Go ahead and go full screen on that. There you go. So July is uh, becoming pain-free online seminar webinar that's a uh, seven-day event looks like six or seven days uh the journey of healthcare interactive summit of leading health experts i'll be there with judy mikovitz dr tracy straup dr len and jamie dorley our friends at nutritional frontiers hosting me and others at that one nutritionalfrontiers.com 
and it's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, August 6th. I hope to see you there. Go to nutritionalfrontiers.com or cbdnf.com to get their certified organic U.S.-grown hemp CBD products that we use here. Use the code RSB15 to get 15% off even sale items. And I noticed that they've got a big sale going on. Full-spectrum hemp extract oils. And they have the transdermal. Uh, it's an amazing thing. The Hemp Boost, I absolutely love. Best tasting organic uh, gummies, CBD drops. And RSB15 gets you 15% off all of that. So thanks to uh, Jamie Dorley and the gang from Nutritional Frontiers. Autism One coming up the 18th through the 21st of August in Mesa, Arizona. Then we have the, well, what is this one? The 13th U.S. Health Freedom Congress. Shout out to... So many good people that have been part of this for a long time, especially including Diane Miller. That's the 23rd, 24th in St. Paul, Minnesota. Then we've got the Wellness Parenting Revolution Health and Freedom Summit and Expo, Orlando, 7th through 9th of October. I'll be there among many other awesome folks, as you see pictured here for those of you watching and love to see you in Orlando. I haven't been back in a while, so it'll be fun to rejoin where I was for a while. And then the granddaddy of everything here in health freedom, healthfreedomexpo.com, trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com, October 15th and 16th. And that's in Tinley Park outside of Chicago. And I'd love for you to be there in person for that one. Um, Jonathan Emord will be with me. So many great people join us at that event. Uh, Joni Abbott will be there. I think Sherry Tenpenny usually comes to it as well. And many others, uh, Paul Baratero and Synergy Science, Echo Water, just an amazing weekend of health, freedom and healing liberty. And if you'd like, to participate as an exhibitor. They have $100 off before July 1st. So we're almost there. If you're thinking of products or services that you have for the health freedom community, they want to know about it. You want to be there. Very reasonable, 100 bucks off. Go to trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com, find out about it, as well as trinityschool.org for all of the wonderful courses and classes from traditional naturopathy, uh, all different kind of health coaching things, iridology. We talk about homeopathy. A lot of that's available to you there as well. All of these things are linked up, and you can see banners at robertscottbell.com. I'll have one more event outside of Pittsburgh the following weekend, October 22nd. But as soon as we get the banner on that, we'll add that to the upcoming events list. And if you're not sure where or how, just text RSB to 22828. Text my initials, RSB to 22828, and you will uh, then be plugged into our email alert system, and we'll stay in touch that way including learning about the, the polls of the day. Super Don, what is the poll of the day about prayer relative to the Supreme Court decision? How does that look as far as the results so far? Um, yeah, let me pull that up real quick. I was too busy clicking on other stuff. Yeah, but, should uh... prayer in school or at school <laughs> events be protected as free speech by the First Amendment? Um, yeah, I, I think it's a no-brainer, but uh, we recognize, again, the First Amendment as it's enshrined in the Constitution, first of ten amendments, known as the Bill of Rights, don't grant you any rights, but... And they don't even protect them officially. You have to protect them. You have to stand up and say, uh-uh, no, there's no hands off my freedom to pray, to speak, to worship, etc. cetera, uh, much less to uh, address cancer any way you want to. Uh, that's a big part of this as well. Uh, so let's see the results as you're navigating to them there, Super D. You have so many tabs open, I know. Here we go. There it is. There it is. So, yeah, we had 217... Can you put that Responses. up on screen? I don't see it. Yes, I can. Thank you. Uh, and <clears throat> not too shocked by this. Yeah. O overwhelmingly, 87.6% said yes, that it should be protected mm -hmm. by free speech. Yeah. And the First Amendment. Uh, we had 6.5% say no, that it should not. Okay. And your favorite category, as usual. Not sure. That's not my favorite category. It is yours. Giving people an out. That's all. I have, I have, I have 
put that on you. That's People all that you don't want to commit say, I'm not sure. Uh, but right. who said no a prayer in school? I, look, I, I think uh, uh, school is, is troublesome, especially the government indoctrination centers at this point. As I said, you know, you could be a person of faith praying in school and that's your big thing. And then, you know, they might say five minutes of a prayer at the end of a football game. You're like, what are you letting th- those government boneheads that, fill your kids <clears throat> with for the rest of that time? That uh, percent, what was the six percent? Six and a half percent that that said no. That is a good example of people that can get together and disagree on something, Hmm. but not, um, you know, take their marbles and go home. Yeah, right. Obviously, they 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 get they get the newsletter. They listen to the show uh, because they agree with us on some things. On this particular thing, they don't. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, remember remember back in the day, you stuff like that used to be okay. Yeah, people could disagree on stuff, and they wouldn't like hate each other. And I think that the, the light their car that, on fire and all that, that stuff. That died with, uh, you know, after Gen X was over, then the <laughs> millennials and post millennials came in, and now no disagreement allowed. <clears throat> um, yeah. But there's a lot of programming. There's a lot of uh, vaccine damage as well. Speaking of damage from medicine, the defenders reporting, just as we've known for decades here on this show, that medical mistakes are the leading cause of death. I say the leading cause of death. Well, it's right up there because it's part of modern medicine, not the third leading cause of death. Second, for it's it causes all of these other problems like cancer and heart disease. But medical mistakes are a leading cause of death, according to this article. The World Health Organization's Surgical Safety Checklist, developed by Marty Macri, whose 2016 report estimated a quarter million Americans die annually from medical mistakes, has been proven um, well to reduce adverse events and save lives. So here you got you put your 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 body in the hands of these doctors, and and maybe they mean well. God bless them. Maybe they do. But their system is so dangerous and so deadly that they kill a quarter million people a year. That That's rough and tumble. It is. And in addition, the medical doctors that thought lockdowns would be good. The harms to lockdowns, according to the Brownstone Institute, impossible to cover up. We're just about out of time here for our friends at uh, uh, TV. Thank you for being here. Join us in 60 seconds at robertscottbell.com slash listen for the bonus round because the power to heal is yours. All right, uh, here's bonus round happening right now on the Robert Scabell Show. Thanks for sticking around, those of you that are are still here. And somehow we navigated that. I got us out on time, Super Don, without the countdown clock. Are you proud of me? I can do you better. How so? I had what what uh, I used to call a radio miracle earlier on in the show. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things where, and, and, and you know, uh, working, uh, running boards and running automation, all that kind of stuff like that back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd find yourself in a moment where <clears throat> you launched into something and suddenly you realize you had screwed up. And you're like scrambling to try and figure out, because, you know, people are, are depending on things to happen a certain way. And mm-hmm. our, the folks over at Brighton, they take a two and a half minute break. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the top of the hour, right? Yeah. I played the wrong end of hour one. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, man, this thing's probably going to be like three and a half minutes, four minutes long. Who knows, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, I'm like, hey, what do I do? So I grabbed the show intro mm-hmm. and I loaded it up and had it standing by. 
and I was waiting for like the two minute, two fifteen second minute or mark, something like that. So I could hit the intro. I was gonna be like, well, I'm just gonna cut in just wherever we're at, so the intro plays and and Brighteon picks up where it's supposed to, and everything should be fine. Well, it just so happened. This is just one of those things where the second commercial in the break that I started playing ended right at the perfect time so that when I played the intro, yeah. it hit it exactly two minutes and 30 seconds and Brighteon picked us up and it was seamless. Nice. Now, I, I can't take credit for that. I mean, because I didn't even... I, See, and you could and we would have been like, yeah, what a professional. I had... Well, I'm going to be honest, but, you know, it's like, you know, it's just one yeah. of those things where it's just like it just happened and then when it happens, you just kind of go, mm -hmm. did that really happen? Yeah. How did that happen? You know, because it was absolutely perfect. It just... Yeah. So anyway, well, look. so yeah, you got out on time, but I got us in on time somehow. <laughs> well, I, and I know is I'm I'm having you pull up the uh, different visuals during that last. Well, I know uh, it was just an, it was just a it was a mistake on my part, but so the the chow challenge of the week this week was a uh, uh, what do you call a roundhouse kicks to the uh, heavy bags, right? Oh. And you just have to do how many you can do in three minutes, and I don't even remember how many I did. Uh, what? Good Lord. But anyway, I'm not in the lead. But then again, the people that counted were doing ankle kicks. I'm like, uh, That's I'm not, not doing ankle kicks. That's not a roundhouse. So I'm not worried about it. Not everybody does it right. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> it's okay. But it's funny because some of the ladies that come there, some of the people are really serious about competing. And they're like, I never get to win because these people cheat. I'm like, you know what? Just designate real. And I started writing real by the ones that I saw were real roundhouse kicks. <laughs> <laughs> you did great but people do what they want to do in those situations and you are honest about the fact that you lucked out <laughs> but i say it's a great story it, right you know it's just I, I i those things when they happen you could just say they're luck and mm -hmm. who knows sometimes they probably are mm -hmm. uh, but it never tell me the odds it's amazing when it does happen because you just like yeah. What? What? I mean, honestly, what are the odds that that would? You know, but whatever. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Who is the patron saint of of, of board ops? Uh, right. Radio. Exactly. Radio. I don't know who that is. That is funny, but I'm glad uh, it worked out well because no. there's always a lot of details that people don't see behind the scenes to make this thing happen. Uh, so let's see what's in the chat room today. Now, the Carrie Made story is still uh, unfolding, apparently. Um, I don't know if Kevin if, or you or anybody else has updates. That, I mean, it said she's in surgery right now. I don't know if that's an old story that she's out of surgery and recovering or not. But, uh, you know, if you can if you can survive any kind of plane crash, that's a miracle in itself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If it's just broken bones or other things, it's sure it's serious. But uh, I don't know the details of it. If anybody has them, uh, please let us know and we'll report that now or, or tomorrow, of course, any updates for Carrie. And we mm -hmm. send prayers to her, of course. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, new poll question, Stephen says, should lighting cars on fire at school be protected as free speech? <laughs> I think the litmus there is, are you damaging your own property or somebody else's? Uh, let's see. Oh, congratulations, Leslie. They closed on a property. They call it their forever property. They're actually going to move out of the RV into a house. And they have six girls living in a tiny RV. It's like, wow, they're amazing. So that postponed event from the summer this summer will look like likely be next summer at their forever house, which will be a great reunion for the Robert Scott Bell Show family for everybody. So that's really cool. 
Okay, so apparently I'm seeing another message that Carrie was in surgery this morning. Um, so she's probably out of surgery by now. I don't know anything else. There's no no other details, but it, like that was from a message from Robin Openshaw. All right, we got a message on fluoride already. Oh, our friend Pat wrote in a question, an email yeah. I see you just forwarded. Mm -hmm. She had a question there. We could do that as a question of the day probably tomorrow. Okay. So that way if she happens to be listening. Okay, live, yeah, let's let's do it. put that in the mix for tomorrow then. That would be great. Yeah, we can do that. So there's a prayer vigil for Carrie Made, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. That's... Uh, Five, four thirty, three thirty your time. And it looks like Aaron Elizabeth is staying on top of it too. So if you know okay. where she is on Facebook, you could uh, check her page. Looks okay. Like sounds good. Yep. So anywho, we're still banned on unbeknownst to the reason. Dude, Char Charlie Pixley, Pixley was that was a great interview. Charlie was great. Yeah. He's and, and, um. Gosh, man, it's like you guys. You guys are like. You guys were finishing each other's sentences. Yeah, I mean, he, that, well, it, what it means is he's really lived and seen the things I've lived and seen as well. Yeah. Now, he took it a, a different route, and, and God bless him for doing you know, the IRBs. I mean, he was like, I'm going to show the world, and I'm going to do it right. I mean, like that, you, you, you want to talk about a target on your back. It's one thing to be a yeah. talk radio host and talk about these things with a limited audience. It's another thing when you start going into the IRBs and show the world the scientific validation for it. They're like, uh-uh, no, sorry, that ain't going to happen. And then, then it gets really ugly. As you said, he went through a federal uh, issue, got sentenced to a year in jail. I mean, that's, that's not pleasant. But he's still fighting the, the good fight, so to speak, a little wiser for the wear in terms of how he's going about it now. He's not naive, not that he wasn't, but I joked about that. Did you have delusions of grandeur to think that you could, right? I've had those feelings early on, Super Don, when I was younger. I can make this thing change, right? Yeah, I, dude, you know, I was the this. same way. Yeah. It was, and it was funny because with me, it was in politics, mm -hmm. and uh, useful was during, idealism. It was during the Ross Perot situation, and I yeah. can remember being young. I mean, that was ninety two, so seventy eight, eighty eight. Mm -hmm. uh, I was twenty four at the time, and twenty three, twenty four, mm -hmm. and. Um, I can remember there were some older people, probably in their 40s, 50s, or something like that, and they were like watching me and this other guy. We were just really gung ho, man. I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, this is exciting. We're gonna change the, the system and blah blah blah. And I can remember them making comments like, "Man, I remember when I had youthful optimism," mm -hmm. and I was just like, "Oh, whatever," you know. <laughs> now, now I understand where they were coming from. You know, now now that I've become jaded over the whole mm -hmm. thing, you know. Yeah. But uh, well, the, you know, the system is rigged, right? You go yeah, in and you realize yeah. it. It's and, unfortunate, and, but and we come back to that dilemma, Super D. You and me, we talk about it. I'm sensitive to it because there are people out there that are all in on elections and getting the right people in, and you know, I don't want to dissuade them because I do know. Yeah, you could arguably say it makes a difference. It's a question of, does it prop up a system that needs to collapse or does it facilitate a change of a system that can be changed? And I think as you get older and you have more experience, you're like, 
I don't know that the system could be changed. The system has been so abandoned. If we talk about a system that was attempting to work in a different way, a Republican form of government, representative uh, Republican form of government, there was a time where there was some evidence it worked, and there's some time along this way that it has worked and maybe still still does a little bit. But there's so much of it has been corrupted to the point of yeah. non-recognition. It's, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's just, you know, I want to believe. Mm-hmm. I do. There's like, still a part of me that, that wants believe. to be, believe that, you know, it's like we can make a difference. But, man, you know, I mean, how many times in our lifetime have we seen them rearrange the, the, the chairs, right, mm-hmm. on, on the deck of the Titanic? And exactly. it's just like after a while you just kind of go, you know what, I'm so focused on trying to change things in Washington, D.C. that I'm not really paying attention to what's going on here in my own community, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because that, that's where you change can, things you know, at home, find ways yeah, to be absolutely. less dependent on any of those sources of, uh, of power, so to speak, artificial right. power. And then you, you find yourself a lot more free in the midst of a lot of enslavement, by the way, free from pesticides. How about that? How about utilizing things that you can even use on your organic garden without causing it to be harmful? Anything except for small pests you don't want. Orange guard. OrangeGuard.com, natural and powerful pest control. Again, OMRI, O-M-R-I, certified for organic agriculture. And Super Don's getting rid of the little midges, if you will. Not midgets. Did I say midgets? Midgets. Dude, the midgets, yeah. yeah. If you spray it on a midget, all you're going to do is have a, a pleasantly smelling midget. <laughs> yeah, orange. But, yes. yeah, midges. Midges. And, and it worked. Like I said, you know, it took a couple of applications because those things are like, you know. Oh, yeah, they're If you've ever been around midges in the summer. Mm-hmm. And you've lived somewhere where they're at. I the mean, proper no. term is little people. You're afraid to open your mouth when you're walking around outside because you're going to inhale midgets, you know, yeah. midges, not midgets. <laughs> anyway. Anybody in Boston? <laughs> Are we in that, trouble yet? Anybody in Boston got to see the Neil Diamond musical uh, uh, Beautiful Noise yet? It's in like pre- If so, and you need pre- counseling, um, I can recommend a, a psychiatrist um, or two. No, it's not that. How could it be bad? No? It could only be fun. Uh, thanks again, Charlie, for being on board today. Charlie Pixley, Get, check out harmless714x.com. I think some people have already downloaded it, which is great. Catch you up to speed and maybe access the things that Dude, could be helpful. I want to get him back on because I think, okay. you know, I mean, that's just, you know, yeah. we just kind of feel like we kind of just scratched the surface a little bit with him. Certainly, yeah. First on time this through, here. Yeah. It's, I don't remember anything about this. Mm-hmm. Now, was this pre me when? Um, yes. Yeah. yeah, it had to have been because yeah. yeah. the first time I've heard of it. But then you and it was funny because this no- morning when we were talking show prep, yeah, you know, I was like, so I don't know, is this seven one four X thing? And you're like, oh, seven fourteen X, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, you you don't I know realized- about seven fourteen X? I'm like, no, I've never heard of it before. No, I realize that that I say somatid, they say somatide, but that, you know, those are the things that you have in these words. But uh, I I just you know, again, it's a journey of a lot of years now, decades, and some things have been made prominent others have been shoved back under the proverbial carpet and this is a story that needs to be out there and told and it, as i said it looks like that uh, christopher bird's book is out of print and so people are the cheapest i saw it was for 60 bucks but it's such Ouch. a grip i wish they would make that into a movie because it really is like reading a john grisham novel except it's all true nothing's fiction about it just astonishing hmm. now part of the the correction as we say um in the body politic is to find sheriffs at the local level that actually acknowledge the Constitution and the powers that the Constitution uh, d- describes for the highest uh, constitutional authority in a, in a county or political subdivision. That's the sheriff. And this story we didn't get to cover, 
But I, you know, I know about this through Sheriff Richard Mack for many years and others that have talked about it. And it says some sheriff's candidates run on not enforcing certain laws. <gasps> right. But the reality is they are enforcing the law of the land as it was supposed to be the Constitution. And those laws that have no basis in, in uh, the Constitution should not be enforced, should never be enforced. And that's a problem with many even sheriffs who say, yeah, I take an oath to uphold the Constitution. I believe in the Constitution. Then you ask them and query them about some of the stuff Richard Mack brings up. They're like, well, I don't know if I'd go that far. I'm like what? As far as the Constitution? Oh, well, uh, this, uh, I, I have a different interpretation. You, you always hear that and they back off of that. So like in Colorado, some of the sheriffs that are running saying, I will not enforce red flag laws. That there's no due process. You suddenly lose your right to keep and bear arms because somebody says, hey, uh, I think this guy is mentally unstable. Well, on what basis? Who gets to determine it? That's just one thing. How about federal agencies coming into your county and uh, acting and behaving as if you are guilty until proven innocent instead of the presumption of innocence until proven guilty? So there's no due process. And they come in and steal your property. The sheriffs could shut that down in a heartbeat and say, IRS, get the hell out of my county. Come back with an actual warrant based on actual crimes that you say have been committed or perpetrated, not this, you know, claims that you make whatever you want up and you're automatically guilty and then they have to fight to get their life back, their freedom back, their money back. Sheriffs could do that too, could stop it from happening. And so it's a shocking article uh, on the AP going, oh my gosh, some sheriffs are running to not enforce the law. And you know what? I was I was impressed with the fact that when they wrote the article, it's a very long article. I mean, yeah. it's not just a short hit piece mm -hmm. um and, and i think they're fairly uh balanced mm -hmm. in what it is that i read okay. um they don't just they don't they aren't agreeing with it they are kind of putting a little bit of a slant on it where it's just kind of like oh boy mm -hmm. you know constitutional sheriffs you know running on the whole platform of not enforcing the law like you know they just told you that the moon is made out of cheese or something but yeah uh it's I, I think it was i think overall it's a net positive on this article. Because well, it used to be when you saw an article like this, they're talking about the, the domestic terrorists and sovereign citizens. Right, right, right yeah. The alt-right, alt-right. Right, they're all now actually acknowledging sheriffs running for office on a platform of we will not enforce federal laws that violate the Constitution, right. like, you know, Second Amendment limitations, uh, whether it be uh, red flag laws or otherwise, these so-called sanctuary cities. Many of them are not really sanctuary cities. You go to the Tenth Amendment Center, and Michael Bolden, you'll understand how well, many of these. And I'll tell you what, there's there's a lot of people out there. There have mm -hmm. to be. Yeah. That were like me until I first heard about the difference between a sheriff. Yeah. And a a, a police officer. Mm -hmm. I just assume for like whatever they're law enforcement. You know these yeah. guys. They they usually take care of things on a county level especially mm -hmm. in rural areas where you don't have like, you know, uh, you know, cities and stuff. And then the city cops, they, they enforce stuff in the city. I just, yeah, I didn't, I just didn't, you know, you know, CHP does the highway, you yeah. know, um, it wasn't until this show and yeah. working on this show and hearing people, you know, for, uh, like you and Sheriff Mack and stuff where, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the, the sheriffs, they, they are the only ones that uh, swear an oath to the Constitution. Yeah, I mean, I think in theory, some police uh, departments may have that oath. But again, it's like the Hippocratic Oath to doctors. If they take no. it, they don't follow it. Right. And very few sheriffs still, percentage-wise, apparently, even 
know anything about Richard Mack and all the things that he, you know, he, he was the only people, only people, he was the only person that took on the Clintons and lived to tell about it. Think about that, right? All the way to the Supreme Court and what he, what he showed up. So uh, Richard Mack is a real, if you can call him a hero, I would, uh, doing what he's done, trying to wake other sheriffs up to do. And maybe, maybe there are a little bit more and more. And that, that I think will have a larger impact on curbing the federal uh, pension for growth, cancerous growth and doing things that they're not allowed technically to do, but they do because we let them get away with it. Sheriff's inclusive. They could be kicking these folks out of these counties and say, come back when you have actual authority here, which you don't. And they'd have to go through the, you know, the local authorities. Anyway, let's see what else. Do we do you want to follow up anything on the uh, Roe versus Wade? We're seeing a lot of protests happening. I'm thinking. Yeah, you are, know what? I, I'm inclined just to wait still okay. until um, maybe until Thursday and we can kind of chat with Emort about that. Um, I, I'm toying with the possibility of taking a day off Thursday. On Thursday, yeah, because I got my buddy uh, Rolf Christian coming to visit with his uh, mm. girlfriend, and their, the the child that she has, and um, they're coming through, and they want to do something. I, I don't know if it'll happen because I, you know, I'm I'm such a hardcore guy. I don't like to take a day off. But well, here's the thing: we have got uh, we've got Emord hour one, mm-hmm. and Joe Wang in hour two. What's Joe talking about? Huh? What's the hour two guest talking about? Uh, he co-authored an article in the Epic Times with Jennifer Margulis. Oh, Margulis. Yeah. Margulis? Whatever. Yeah, she's amazing. Potato, potato. No, not when it's there. I know she would correct me and we'd laugh about it if she was here, but. Margulis. There you go. It's kind of like calling Marjorie Wildcraft Marge. She was like, no. We can always reschedule. We can always reschedule uh, the guest. I mean, that's not. not I'm thinking out loud here. I haven't decided. I know. My daughter's got to be back in time for a, a you know major last rehearsal because on July first, second, and fourth they're doing three uh, performances a day for Independence Day Spectacular. It's kind of a patriotic dance musical numbers and things for and when like is an hour long show. On the first, second, and fourth, she's doing okay. that. But but I think the final day of rehearsals is the thirtieth Thursday, the thirtieth. So okay, coming up. And you know what? I actually have a major errand that I could I could take advantage of on that day as well because it's the end of the month. So I'll uh, I'll put my vote. All right. Well, hey, based on what you just said right now, let's do an either an encore or or I'll do a pre-record or something. I don't know. Let's let's look so you can do the errand, and then I could spend time with uh, friends that are visiting, and we'll somehow manage. We'll survive, right? I know it's hard. (laughs) All right. Sounds like a plan. So we'll plan for that. Now, tomorrow, mm-hmm. yeah. we have got in hour one, uh, Joe Flynn. Now, Joe Flynn mm-hmm. is the... Uh, brother of General uh, Brother Flynn? of General Michael Flynn. Wow. Okay. And so we will be getting him on in hour one to talk about what's going on uh, with the um, America... I think it was America... Oh, what the heck is the name of that, that thing? That uh, America, America, what is it called? Dang it. America Online, dial up uh, internet. Not America Online, it's, uh, let's see. <laughs> it's not that? The America Project, that's what it's called. Okay, thank you. 
Yeah, so anyway, we'll get him on about that. And then uh, hour two, we've got Dr. Alex Orton. Alex mm-hmm. Orton is uh, involved with the Nicholas Gonzalez Foundation and the Gonzalez Protocol. Beautiful. Uh, it's an education that. seminar that's used to certify doctors for the Gonzalez Protocol. He'll be on to talk about that. Wonderful. Always yeah. love that. Keep it, Keeping uh, Dr. Nick Gonzalez alive in all of our hearts and also in practice. So thanks for that. So we got a good show, great show coming up uh, tomorrow then. And uh, then we're heading up the Independence Day weekend. And then next weekend, we're going out to Indianapolis, Indiana for the Red Pill Expo. That's coming up faster than I thought. Indeed. All right. Well, let's, uh, unless there's any uh, comments or questions, I don't know when we'll be back on Facebook. There's no information from Facebook forthcoming. By the way, we got an offer from someone uh, Mm -hmm. to stream on their Facebook page. And Okay. Uh, on, on face value, hey, it would be great to be back on Facebook. But on the other hand, I don't want to be responsible for him getting his page banned. Which these these things like Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that, uh, mm-hmm. if they catch you trying to circumvent yeah. something that they have blocked, they will automatically ban whatever yeah. it is. And so that would not be that would not bode well for for the offer, the person making the offer. So I'm going to respectfully decline okay. on that because that would suck for them. I don't. Yeah, I know. Because when I appear on somebody else's show and on 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 YouTube, they're live on YouTube, and then YouTube suddenly goes, ah, uh-uh, no, no, Robert Scott yeah. Bell allowed on YouTube. No. Yeah. Uh, so then ended up getting tagged that way. I have had videos I have uploaded as unlisted videos that have been taken down as a result of that as well. So. Okay. Let's see. Murdoch is asking about the discount code for the book. Apparently, it's just there. If you go to harmless714x.com, yeah, it's ten bucks off right now. Uh, fourteen ninety five, and I don't know how long it'll last. I didn't ask uh, Charlie about how long it lasts, but if you share it right now, I don't know. Maybe it'll last for a little while. Um, get everybody to get that book, and they'll get ten bucks off. So you don't go to Amazon either. You get the ebook right away. Yep, harmless seven one four x dot com. Very cool. All right, anything else before we wrap it up? That's all I've got. So we'll be back tomorrow. Joe Flynn, Alex Orton, and uh, the news of the day. All right. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you all for being here. Thanks, Super Don, for being so slick with the uh, buttons of pushing. <laughs> all luck. It was uh-huh. 100%. The luckiest producer in Health Talk Radio. Sometimes. Don Naylor. All right, Don. Thanks, buddy. Yep. All right. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. See you all soon. 